are having a wonderful day in the glory you guys remember mr rogers it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood a beautiful mm. day in the neighborhood won't you be christ mm. Mm. it's always Amen. a beautiful day in heaven the garden of eden is a wonderful place he's got a rose garden government for your soul he's got a special place in his garden just for you. The truth is, God loves you so much that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn it, but that through Him all might be saved. Amen. Amen. That is feels <laughs> such an anointing all over my head. So, it's a wonderful glory in the heavenly place. Well. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. It is written, he anoints my head with fresh oil. Now, you know, we're all about serving God, and we care only what God thinks. So, our ministry is a little different, and that's good. We don't want to be worldly. We don't want to be human. We want to be holy. We don't need to be weird for weird's sake either. There's a balance of just the narrow path. We just want to follow the Holy Ghost in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it turns out when you do it, it brings a lot of good and a lot of ugly. And it really does. What is written in the gospel? It says... This child, speaking of Jesus Christ as a baby, is appointed for the rise and fall of many nations. Now, whether you rise or fall is on your head, buckwheat. And I'm not going to have you type that out, but you know it's the truth anyhow. Now, we want our heads to be submitted to his headship. You can't do that except through the fivefold ministry. Now, the charismatic church of Jezebel hates that. She hates that. They are rebellious to the core, you guys. They pretend to be obedient, but they're only obedient to dazzling demons. And if you got a different opinion, I tell you the truth, even God will make these things plain to you. The judgment that is coming first to the kings and the generals will eventually even hit the poor. Right? We read that yesterday. That's Revelation 19. When it begins to hit the lower class, the poor, the dogs of the sorcerers of Babylon the Great, as it's written in Revelation, that'll be the full restoration of the fear of the Lord worldwide. 
But right now, it's only hitting the kings and the generals, the very top of the Klippeth generals. And you know what? We're rejoicing in that judgment. Hallelujah. The things that they have done in secret, what the secret societies have done, as we've read in the Roosevelt papers, it's not conspiracy. Anyone can just go and go to the Washington, D.C. library and see the, pit, the whole statues of, of Lucifer right inside the library. They have statues to Albert Pike, 33 degrees Scottish right, who invented the ritual of Freemasonry called the killing of the king of the Jews and who wrote the Mussolini papers to Stalin, Mussolini, Adolf Hitler uh, about World War I and World War II in the late 1800s. And all these things will come to light, not as conspiracy, but as the sons and daughters of Satan and his angels are exposed for what they are. They're what the Bible calls the wicked. When you give your spirit over to the fallen angels with knowledge, you auger before yad Vave. Can I get an amen? Numbers amen. 24. So it's not like you have one Balaam in these days. Okay? You don't have one. You have six million. Hello? Mm -hmm. Babylon the Great is not one Balaam red magic sorcerer fighting Moses. This ain't mano y mano. This is millions versus the remnant called the sons of God that pioneer, pioneer righteousness and begin to teach the stardom of the holy Christian Kabbalah that is bringing their destruction. We read the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ and we know that's all about redeeming the second heavens, which is the conquering of the angel of death named Samael, the prince of Rome. And we are predestined, foreordained in this generation to do that. Amen? Amen? And as we do that, we begin to devour those who have had our promised land. Of course, we see some of these sorcerers and warlocks in the book of Acts granted salvation. Paul says, at first, you know, uh, you know, darkness will come upon you and you'll be blind for a time. What happened in the book of Acts? A black cloud came upon the warlock who was involved in the political government of Greece, and he was blind, and they took him out of the room. Okay? So you have righteousness working in Paul, who wrote our New Testament, and you have wickedness working in the white magic warlock of politics who's influencing the rulers of islands in Greece and having a lot of power over territory because Satan needs sons. Okay? He can only operate through flesh and blood. One of the worst, most destructive doctrines of demons is that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We only wrestle against principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, spiritual wickedness, and heavenly places. You probably don't even realize what I just said, because the bewitchment might be so strong from the charismatic church on your souls. But the Bible actually says there, if you study it out, we wrestle not with flesh and blood only or alone, but also with principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Do you know what that means? That it's mostly with flesh and blood, as it was mostly with flesh and blood, Moses versus Balaam. So, when you have that, you're not just in your never-never land of kumbaya spirituality that has no implications in the natural realm like the demons want for you. 
you are actually facing, like Apostle Paul, the warlock that has political influence. And what did he do? He cursed him. Mm-hmm. Right? He did. That's the truth anyhow. And some of mm-hmm. you don't know about cursing the warlock. Well, you're going to need to learn about cursing the warlock. Mm-hmm. I suffer not a witch to live, it is written. You know, they don't have any mercy on you. But, but Brother Brandon, we should love our enemies. Love is righteousness. Don't talk to me about love unless you have circumcisions of heart and mind because your love is an abomination. True love always comes with punishment of wickedness because there's no separation in true love from God for perfect love drives out fear. The word fear there can also be drives out demons. So if you're not attacking the sin, attacking the pornography, attacking the eating disorder, attacking the pride, attacking the Greek philosophy, the Roman demon, attacking the warlock, the clippeth, attacking the lust, the perversion, the immorality, the idolatry. If you are not attacking it, you are not in true love. For I have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, Yarevave, my God, Hashem, has anointed me with the oil of gladness beyond my fellow kings. Isn't that wild? Beyond my fellow companions or beyond my fellow kings. So you're in good company. It's just the person who hates the demon and also hates the darkness operating through the warlock spirit and has effectively learned how to curse it using the wrath of the Lamb violently. What did John the Baptist say? Oh, the righteous suffer violence and the righteous lay hold of it. And the righteous advance God's kingdom. That's a lot of righteousness, amen? Mm-hmm. There's never been a person more righteous, born of woman, than John the Baptist. Why is that? He had the most hatred for religion, antichrist, fallen angel, demons, tabernacle of Moloch, and the star Remphon, which mm-hmm. is black Saturn which was the container of the souls of those that were going to synagogue serving the fallen angels when they're trying to serve Yadivave. Loose. Amen? Amen? Well, that's the truth anyhow. Yep. And, you know, that Bible verse, if you want to take a look at it, you can find some of the uh, Bible translations. The New Testament translation, I believe that was the first uh, after the or since the King James Version. It starts with a W, I think. Uh, but it, that and one of the translations from the Aramaic, uh, you can find them on Bible Hub if you're interested in studying. But when you look at that translation, I find this is really interesting. These were found during my studies. I found these just studying online as the Holy Ghost highlights. Right. So when you read the Bible, you engage in Torah, you learn what's called the Holy Ghost highlights. What that is, is when the oil of anointing of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, not an idea, not your opinion, not your feeling, but the anointing of that person, of the precious Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, who dwells within us, will illuminate the scriptures. What do you mean illuminate the scriptures? When Jesus walked with the disciples, some of his disciples, after his resurrection, he said that he illuminated the scriptures to them. 
Their hearts burned within them. Why? He illuminated their understanding. He illuminated their Bina, Bina's understanding. So instead of that black Saturn of the curse of the fall living under the sorcerers, they began to have their Bina, their understanding, illuminated by that lamp of Jesus Christ through his spirit present with them in proximity through his body because he had not yet poured out his spirit but his spirit would be with him in his body and there was that radius around him when you come into proximity of the king of the universe even when he's in the flesh there are some effects okay mm -hmm. and he illuminated their understanding he illuminated the scriptures mm -hmm. now so what is that the the anointing represents the Holy Ghost the anointing but of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost so when you look in the book of Exodus what does the type and shadow of the anointing oil which was a foreshadowing of the Holy Spirit all the Old Testament is about foreshadowing of the things to come the uh, anointing oil it says in the book of Exodus oil for light so what does that light do of that lamp, of the oil lamp? It illuminates. Now the menorah lamp that burns through your heart, there must be light. For there to be light, you have to have oil. As it is written, oil for light. Oil for light. Wow. So you must get into the anointing if you want to become someone who is on fire for God. A flame of fire, like the ministering spirits. If you want to be a priesthood nation, which means no matter what you're called to, whether it's marketplace, business, or stay-at-home mom, grandma of, you know, of the universe, uh, baking cookies and healing the sick mm. and raising the dead, and then making lunch for everyone, you know, whatever it is that you're called to do, you need the anointing in your life. You've got to walk in your anointing. The way to begin walking in your anointing is overcoming the spirit of jealousy that seeks to ruin the anointing in your life. When a, when a demon of jealousy comes, it's a destiny killer. Because when you are jealous of someone else's destiny, like Saul chasing after David, that spirit of jealousy came upon him. If he had welcomed and loved David, David would have only been a blessing to him his entire life and it would the anointing right the anointing and grace that you honor it works for you not like an enslavement and you tell the anointing what to do no you don't tell the anointing what to do preach rebecca preach thanks <laughs> but <laughs> but that's the only walk walking true destiny saul never got to walk in his true destiny he only kind of half started in it until he got jealous of someone who had a different type of anointing than he did he could have been the mentor he could have been you know the most glorified a possible walk for his life that could have been his story he chose to abuse the grace through the spirit of jealousy a spirit of jealousy is something that you've given permission if it's in your life it's because you gave it permission it's because you agreed with the demon you don't have to agree with the demon but what it is it's the destiny killer what it tries to do it goes to the person with a legitimate anointing like Saul. Hey, is Saul among the prophets? He was dancing and singing in the presence of God. He was winning victories. You know, he was on fire for God. Yeah. He had a, he had the kingly anointing. The Holy Ghost is the same anointing. Same anointing that was on Saul was on same David. Same horn of oil. Exactly. <laughs> same beautiful, wonderful kingdom of God. They could have been best same friends. Same exact ingredients. 
they could have been best friends. It didn't have to just be Jonathan. It could have been in the whole family. Yep. They could have been best friends and comrades. Uh, there could have been mentorship. Mm. He could have been um, the mentor that David needed and wanted and desired. Mm. Uh, it, it was meant to be beautiful, but it became cursed. And so the spirit of jealousy will try to convince you that the person who's no anointing you're starting to notice is uh, a threat to you, that they're trying to steal your destiny. <laughs> because David was meant to be king. But that didn't mean that Saul needed to die early. Could have been king of kings. He made bad decisions. He made really unwise decisions. He started with disobedience to God. When you get into disobedience to God, that's when the spirit of jealousy will often kindle upon someone. So if you are noticing the manifestation of jealousy, go back and say, where did I grieve the Holy Spirit that had nothing to do with this other person? Right? Saul's disobedience and not killing the enemies he was supposed to kill had nothing to do with David. It wasn't David's fault. None of this was David's fault. Amen. It was 100% Saul's fault and the demon's fault. But, you know, the demons are going to be demons every day. Mm -hmm. You expect that. God was expecting Saul to be a king of righteousness. That's what he was expecting. Like, that's what's, that is what's expected of you. That's what's required. He could have gone to Samuel and received counsel. Mm-hmm. but he didn't have the humility. He was only a young man. It's not like he was an old king. Mm-hmm. He was a young king. So I'm sure Samuel would have absolutely enjoyed mentoring him. Yep. And so there was the, the people-pleasing, wanting to sh- be showy in front of others and care what people think on the outside instead of being undignified and not caring. Uh, so there's a lot of things that what happened that happened there, but what happened is the spirit of jealousy will come upon someone who has failed uh, in their assignments, or they've sinned, or they've grieved the spirit, uh, they've continued to be stubborn. So true. And then what the spirit of jealousy does is it tries to convince you, so even though it, the spirit of jealousy comes to you to kill your destiny, it tries to convince you that somebody else out there is killing your destiny. No, it's just you agreeing with a demon. That's it. David did not steal Saul's destiny. That's right. Saul chose to kill his own destiny and blame others because he was deceived by demon spirits. And we see that happen all the time. And understand, these spirits are common to all f- to all flesh. And bl- the temptation that's common to all men. You know, a great book that uh, vividly depicts this is called The Tale of Three Kings. Mm. And you got um, Saul, Absalom, and David. And it just goes mm-hmm. through all of the story of those those three kings mm-hmm. and how David would just reacted in the nature of Christ and mm-hmm. how Saul went wrong and what Absalom did wrong. And it's a great foundational book for all of you, The Tale of Three mm-hmm. Kings. And so you have to understand, there was nothing in David's nature that was any better than what was in the nature of Saul. It, there, there's nothing different person to person. We're all born with the fallen human nature, the impulse of sin. Everyone's born with that. In the Bible it says, there's no temptation befalling you that's uncommon. It's common to all flesh. He chose to be perfect. Yeah, he chose. So when you're confronted, you can choose to do the right thing, even though the pressure or the feelings or the emotions or the lying demons come around. You can choose how David, what did he do? He engaged in Torah. Day and night, he was in the word of God. And he would sing, you know, he had the heart, David's heart. He would praise God. He would bless the Lord, and he would strive in Torah, and he would try to do the right thing by God. So he got into the Word. 
and then he tried to be obedient. Did he make mistakes? Yes, his mistakes are out there for how, you know, the Bible is the best-selling book for a long time, mm -hmm. right? Everybody knows. <laughs> Psalms 51. But he, ha he was a man after God's own heart. And so you have to understand the anointing hmm. that you need in your life is going to work only if you can honor the grace, honor the anointing. When God begins to move in other people's lives and you, you see that, do not allow a spirit of jealousy to kindle upon you. That is a destiny killer. So if you ever feel any hint of je jealousy, let the fear of the Lord enwrap you. Fear the Lord and don't fear the demons. Never bow to the spirit of jealousy because those spirits will have you convinced that someone else is trying to attack your destiny when you're actually self-sabotaging your own destiny. And usually the anointed person that you're jealous of is actually trying to help you exactly. walk in your destiny. Like, David's not so, a jealous person. If no. Saul had another 20 years before David could be king, he wouldn't have minded he that He sincerely at all. enjoyed playing his harp for his king. He's honorable. Yep. <laughs> he, he wasn't trying to take the throne. Yeah. But, you know, God takes the little guy and he lifts him up. God loved Saul when he was, what, mm -hmm. prophesying, walking in anointing, you know, leading the people of God in the right way. So guard your heart. Above all things, guard it from jealousy. You really hear the Father's heart through Samuel. You were anointed. You had everything. Yeah. And yet you, you blew it in this disobedience. You allowed Satan to live in the camp. And then you hear all the excuses. And then Samuel mm -hmm. says, and he's so grieved. Today the kingdom mm -hmm. is taken from you. And you know what's interesting to me about that is, you know, Saul represents the religious spirit. Right? The jealousy, the religious spirit that kills that seeks to kill someone who is not defiled the anointing. And notice it, was, it, it, was it started with the disobedience and then the disobedience, as you described, turned mm -hmm. into jealousy. Yep. And Rebecca is trying to help you guys not destroy your destinies mm -hmm. through the wisdom of the scriptures. Amen. Because you have to understand, it's those temptations are common to everyone. So some of you, you may be new here, or maybe you've seen this play out. A lot of you, if you've been out there, you've seen this play out in other places. It's just a common thing that commonly happens to people when they don't have the wisdom, they don't have the understanding, and they're not engaging in Torah with a pure heart, with enthusiasm, to really hear God uh, to avoid those traps. Because the book of Proverbs says the best way to avoid a trap is to what? Be aware of it. Amen. As soon as you're aware of it, you can remember your training. You can say no. You can resist the devil. You can submit to God, submit to the anointing, resist the devil, and he will flee. And so with that being said, you have to understand that even from what we've seen here, and I feel fire blazing out of my head right now, many other people have already come around to and through this arena, around this ministry, and made already made those same mistakes. Many thousands of people. Thousands. Thousands of people have already come and made the same mistakes that you're tempted, that some of you are watching right now, You've been tempted by these same demons. Same demons. The, the mistake that young buckwheats tend to make is that they think that they're a special case, mm. that it's a different scenario for them, that no one understands you. No one knows what you've been through. But listen, 
I'm saying yeah. this as kindly and lovingly as possible. There have already been thousands of people before you were even here that thought the same thing, that walked in greater signs and wonders than you, that gr walked in greater power and anointing than you, that had greater wisdom and knowledge than you, and they uh, they had much more powerful signs and manifest like gemstones, mm -hmm. and the the same thing happened to them and it took them out they think they're invincible and they think it doesn't apply to them and then they get completely wiped out and that's either you know we've seen death death of their destiny sometimes physical death or just obliterated off the face of the earth and why it's not is it because god doesn't love them no it's because they made the same mistakes that people tend to make why because the hard-hearted, the dullness hard in the mind. Hard-minded as mm -hmm. well. Hard heart, hard mind, the stony places, and not getting the healing, not getting the circumcisions. That's the most important thing. They didn't get the circumcisions. They only came to learn with their brain yeah. or to feel in their heart. They wanted to feel good. Give me drunken glory or give me signs and wonders. Give me, 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 me more. I need power. Give me power. Give me signs and wonders. Give me knowledge. I need to be, I have to have to have the revelation. Give me the revelation. Mm. And so it, it pretends, those demons pretend to be the mitzvah. They pretend to be the Holy Spirit. They pretend to be your friend. Those demons that trap and trick people to becoming a snare to others and to become a snare to their own destiny. And it's already happened to thousands of people before you even found this ministry so sure. understand the warning the way the the way the enemy works is this they wait for a wave of people to come around they plant the same traps that have worked for thousands of years mm -hmm. and then they they entrap them they trick them because the human mind is weak the human will is weak the flesh is weak it is written spirit is willing a lot of zeal but the flesh is weak if you don't get circumcised the same thing happens the same traps, the same delusions and lies, the same, you know, puffed up, oh, I'm going to be this and do that, mm -hmm. and this person's taking my death, that's for me, and I'm supposed to be walking in them, blah, 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 instead mm -hmm. of die to self, get the circumcisions, serve your, serve the leaders, serve the anointing, get, find your calling and destiny anointing, and you walk in it, and you walk in the power signs and wonders, not by going to the clippeth for it, but paying the price to walk in the anointing, a crucified life, not fault finding and digging up dirt on everyone's sins that you can find all around you to accuse everyone. And now you're an accuser of the brethren, <laughs> so, like, accuser of the brethren syndrome. And then what happens? They get eventually when the demons feel like they can't use them anymore and they've already spent, they've already spent them. They throw you in the trash like the trash that they think you are. God doesn't think that way. The enemy thinks that way about you. They discard them like trash, and then they wonder, what happened? What happened? And sometimes they die. They lose their, uh, they lose their families. They lose their spouses. They lose their jobs. They lose their minds. Yeah. They lose their anointing. They lose their relationship with God. We've seen it happen. And they get completely obliterated. And then guess what? After that happens, then comes the next wave of people that never were around for that to happen. Mm -hmm. And then they come around and they have, guess what? There's the same demons waiting just around outside the camp, waiting to tempt you with the same exact things that killed the last wave and the last wave. And every wave of people that come, I'm different. No, I know I'm special. I know I'm called and chosen. Listen, Buckley, I had to pass the same test. Yep. 
Even Everyone, Jesus did. No one is that special that they don't have to pass the test. So you have to understand, that's something that we've been through. The only people who have made it through and stayed are those who decided to live a crucified life, mm -hmm. who actually walk in forgiveness, that don't record keep of sin, that actually walk in grace. They actually forgive others. They don't do unto others what others did unto them. They forgive. Real disciples yep. with no plan B. And they don't have their own agendas. Those are the only people we've seen survive the principalities. Uh, and that, that's just what it is. If you don't have humility Every and honor... Every normal disciple makes it. Yep. Exactly. So if you have humility and honor, which means you're, you're here to serve and you're not... You know, you're here to serve the anointing. If God chooses leadership and you love God, then you're going to be okay with what he's deciding on. That's it. David was fine with Saul as the king. That's fine. He just wanted to go out there and kill Goliath and then play his harp. He's good. He's just a far... He's like... The, farm the only boy. reason why <laughs> anomalies um, of disciples are so rare in American culture mm -hmm. is because of the exceedingly great selfishness and of Satan knowing his time is short and also six million sorcerers. And you need to understand, too, this is not normal temptation. This is the pinnacle and the height of the temptations of the evil one. The Lord's Prayer doesn't only say forgive debts and financial sins. It also says protect them from the evil one mm. and lead them not into temptation. So what is the critical thing for your success? Protection from temptation, which is the evil one. So a lot of people don't even know they're being hit, you know, and some people... Those decisions that are so minor that they make in their heart and come into agreement with those demons... Most of them is unaware of it. And then they kind of wonder like, oh, I've been taken advantage of and I'm the victim here. Um, no, the subtleties of you agreeing with demon spirits put you on a path to destruction. But before mm -hmm. you're destroyed, and the reason why you're destroyed is because you touched and attacked my anointed mm -hmm. and you did my prophets harm. As it's written, Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no, no harm, okay? So what happens is the demons come and they do harm to the oracles of the Holy Spirit called the prophets, the inspired preachers. And they, they begin to attack the apostolic and then they wonder why certain and sudden destruction comes upon them. Mm -hmm. Now you're on the vanguard of the fallen angels opposing mm -hmm. Jesus Christ and his will and his purposes mm -hmm. for this world. And ones that come in to just want to be friends or want to be Christians and just wanted the teaching find themselves often channeling the principalities right through their flesh because they get familiar. There's no more fear of God. There's no more reverence. And you're in a culture that mm -hmm. doesn't really have the same understanding of authority as they did in ancient times where, you know, people were, were calling each other lords in their own families when you read the Torah is very, very different. And so we're in the most spoiled, rotten, lacking discipline uh, culture in this type of civilization. It's really a deterioration of civilization as we know it. You know what? And that's good. Don't mourn that. You know, we need civilization to deteriorate for the rise of Zion because if humanity's doing good, you're not doing good in God. Okay? It's a totally mm -hmm. different kingdom. 
You have the Christ nature. If anyone's in Christ, they're a new creature. All things have become new. Amen? Which means that I'm not living no longer for the human being. Mm -hmm. I'm living for the divine living being. Mm -hmm. Christ now lives through me. The life I now live is not my own life, but Christ's mm -hmm. life is like a river of resurrection glory outpouring through me. So it's a completely different person and a completely different plan in life. It's a different kingdom. But because there usually isn't a circumcision in the heart and in the mind, they don't distinguish between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of mm -hmm. hell. And it just becomes a doctrine in their head and they're filled with unbelief mm -hmm. and religion. Our job as real apostles is to make the kingdom of heaven real to you. To restore the fear of the Lord to your eyes, which is the beginning of wisdom, that you start developing the eternal part of you in reverential fear and awe of God and begin to get radically obedient like the normal angels of heaven. And it's mm -hmm. not hard. It's easy and light. What's hard is kicking against the pricks. What's mm -hmm. hard is disobedience. What's hard is uh, jealousy, envy, strife. What's hard is lust <laughs> and immorality, idolatry. That's the path of, of a hardness of heart and hardness of mind and kicking against the goads and everything is uh, the sweat of your brow and, you know, the, the blood and uh, all of the, the issues of the human being and the curse of the fall that we read about of God the Father mm -hmm. speaking to Adam and Eve when they were kicked out of the Garden of Eden, you experience that when you practice the human nature. Mm -hmm. So the most important thing is to extract and distinguish between the human, human nature as the kingdom of hell, which isn't done in American Christianity, hardly anywhere, and your spirit man, which is in your stomach, okay, in your, in your breath, mm -hmm. you punch the wind out of someone, the wind in Hebrew is the ruach, that's your spirit, and your spirit leaves your body, and your body mm -hmm. turns blue, and you die, and everyone goes to your funeral. Why? Because your spirit mm -hmm. left, and, and to be absent from the body is to be present with God. Amen. So you begin to distinguish the difference between the natural temporal and the spirit eternal which is wisdom. And then you begin to keep mm -hmm. cutting away at the temporal and growing in the eternal until living in the kingdom with the realm of angels and glory and holiness, righteousness and peace and the Holy Ghost becomes normal culture to you. And you're enculturated around eternity. Mm -hmm. And you begin to live in the eternities. You begin to, and, and people will say, oh, you're into fanaticism and now you're into extremism. And we don't need fanaticism and extremism. Well, you do need fanaticism and extremism of righteousness, holiness, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's mm -hmm. not like you can ever go too far in the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Against spiritual feasting, there is no sin or law. Okay, The fruits of the Spirit, Galatians 5, have no cap. They're infinite. Mm -hmm. They're no ein. Cap. They're ein, 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 which means infinite, infinite, mm -hmm. infinite, infinite, unknowable, goes on for eternity of eternities. It, so it's, there's no cap in Christ. The issue is getting out of the curse of the fall. Stop blaming others. Assume responsibility for your life and your mistakes. And it's, it's a fine line from beating yourself up because you are stupid and you're making dumb decisions that are hurting yourselves and hurting others. It's a fine line between that because you don't want to do that. You don't want to hurt others, but you don't want to hurt yourself either. You want to build up your spirit in the most mm -hmm. holy faith, praying always in mm -hmm. the Holy Ghost. So you want to have the energy of Jesus empowering you for success. You want to participate with eternity right now and then let that mm -hmm. transform your personality, your actions, mm -hmm. your thoughts, your will, your emotions for the eternities. 
and then the temporal things will fall off you like Saul's yep. scales when he became Paul. Amen. And so it's important to make sure you get out of your brain, out of your head. So what he's talking about is when you're making those decisions, sometimes you go too far one way and you start hurting others. Like, I'm not going to be held down. Like, we're not going to take it. You know, and they just go on a rampage of witchcraft prayer. Balance. And then <laughs> like, balance. it was like, calm down, Buckwheat. Stop trying to kill your neighbor. And then on the way on the other side, oh, oh, I repent. I can't believe it. They start killing yourself. Right. <gasps> like flagellating. <gasps> I'm going to fast until I can't breathe anymore. It's like anymore. betrayal or killing yourself. Hang myself or kill others. You know, it's the religious That's spirit. the brain. Yeah. So that's the... Cur okay, so in the Curse of the Fall, you have these two hemispheres of the <laughs> brain that are isolated and like separate. They're wired to the opposite side of the body. But it's not doing a great job when it comes to the spiritual things of God, the holy things of God, and making the right decisions. It's difficult to make right decisions when you're in your head. Why? Jesus Christ is in your spirit. Right. And when your spirit is just, you're regenerated, born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit, your spirit is tiny. And that's a little tiny little gingerbread man of light way down in here in your belly. And you have all this big flesh. So your spirit might be a tiny little, like almost like the size of a fetus growing and it gets bigger. So if your spirit is still as small as a tiny baby deposit, it's the seed, little baby seed of the anointing, little baby gingerbread man of light. And that's the early beginnings. So when you're in your brain trying to reason, should I do this? Am I doing that? Am I fasting right? Should I fast or not fast? <laughs> oh, am I letting them steal my destiny? Or, oh, I know I, do. I just need to repent. I need to repent. That's the curse of the brain. You will yep. never do the right thing. It can only do the wrong thing. It's like only doing the wrong thing ministries. That's your brain. Crucify Why? your senses yep. with the word of God. And so then you get sometimes people go down to their heart. Guess what? That's even worse. The heart is wicked and deceitful above all things. Crucify it is written. your heart first. So then you get into charismatic <laughs> witchcraft. Oh, my heart. And I feel the anointing and the presence of the Lord. And it's the seven spirits of Jezebel, the anti-Shekinah. My <laughs> heart doesn't feel right oh, when I listen to the apostles. I got a red so flag when I them. turned. Yeah. I got a red flag. I got a check in my spirit when I got rebuked. And they, don't, <laughs> and they don't even have one circumcision. Not even one They're circumcision. They're still on the earth. They've never ascended one rung of Jacob's mm -hmm. ladder. Jesus Christ is the stairway, John 151. And yet they're discerning against the prophets oh. and apostles oh. of the heavenly Jerusalem. That's In how it goes. Insane. Totally insane. So your inner man of light, when you're a born again believer, you're baptized, and then you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're praying in tongues, you're still maybe a little bit bigger, but it's still a little guy in your belly. And that's where Malkut is, is inside of you. Jesus Christ said, the Malkut of heaven is within you. You have to rediscover that. Oh, I just saw something right here. Hey, all right, light. Let there be light. When you realize the glory of Jesus Christ and his spirit within you, you lay hands on your spirit, start to build yourself up in the spirit, praying in tongues, and then reading the word of God, engaging in Torah, putting the word into your eyes and your ears, because there's a lot of light in hearing, and there's a lot of light in reading and seeing the word of God. And it will crucify your senses. It crucifies the carnal senses. So we encourage you to do the Bible spa. You can check that out. But when you do that, you grow your spirit. What does that mean, grow your spirit? 
doesn't mean grow your intellect. It doesn't mean grow your feelings. <laughs> now I feel this and that and the other. It's growing in purity. Yep. It's growing in your chastity, being as cruel as death. <laughs> Song of Solomon 8, 6, it is written. Amen. And that's how you overcome death. So when you're growing your spirit, that's why you put your hand on your spirit, on your wind, right? And your upper abdominal region, right? Just under the rib cage. Yep. So what that does is the anointing first begins to flow out of your hands. When you begin laying on hands, that's why the Bible says lay on hands to heal. Why did they instruct them? Because when you start to flow in the anointing, the first place it'll come out is often the hands. That's by divine design. That's the internal plumbing. Get to know your inner plumbing of your spirit. So that's where it starts to come out. And how do I know this? Because I had read online or watched some videos online when I was in the workforce before I found the glory. I just, I got the baptism and the Holy Spirit. And even before then, I had heard in the Bible that you could lay hands on. And so that's when I had first seen some healings and casting out demons. I didn't even have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So just by faith and the laying on of hands, I encourage you, you need to get the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the speaking in tongues. That's going to take you to the next level. Yep. Don't worry about people out there worrying about the kundalini. You Look, need if the Holy Ghost desperately. I was afraid <laughs> of getting, I didn't want to get, bapt I didn't want to get the baptism or do weird. <laughs> I, I heard about people carrying snakes around and acting crazy. I know that's like, it's, it's pretty common now that Snake people know handlers. what it is. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I was kind of freaked out because I, I came from groups of people who thought, you would get the kundalini if people laid hands on you. And I was like, I don't want to get the kundalini, Lord. <laughs> you know, I don't need it, that spirit. It's like, how do I know what to trust? You know, you're in your head. You don't really know. Y there's no revelation there. So, th so this is what the Lord told me. If you ask me for a fish, will I give you a snake? Whoa. And that's when I, I realized, okay, this is from the Lord. This is okay. I can, you know, that was a, just after I'd gotten baptized in the Holy Spirit, all my friends had tried to convince, friends, they're no longer, where are they? They're gone. <laughs> they tried to convince me that the baptism of the Holy Spirit was the greatest moment in my entire life. I knew it was the Lord. Like when it happened, you know, it was a glory, light, the presence. I repented from sin. I was totally, you know, broken before the Lord. It humbled me. It filled me. I had, you know, the gift of tongues. I felt peace. I felt the power of God. I felt his presence. I felt his love. And I felt loved. And you got a bunch like of demon-possessed Christians <sighs> telling you it's the devil. I had devil. no idea. Because they were nice to me before <laughs> yeah. until I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Then they all <laughs> turned on me. And I was like, what, you guys? I, I, I was like a little kid with a balloon. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I just found the best thing ever. You got to check it out. You got to have it. Like, I love, I want, I was just, I love them so much. I wanted them to have it, too, because it so changed my life. And that's how we are when we get something <laughs> new from God. Oh, my gosh, you guys, check it out. This is the best thing ever. You got to have it. And then it's always the same thing. And then Needles, just throw pop, wet and blanket right over you. We're gonna you. destroy your balloon and your hopes over. and dreams. And like, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that how it goes? Like when you found the glory, and then you tried to tell all your like charismatic friends, "I've look, guys, it's the glory," and they're like, "We have concerns." You're, <laughs> <a heretic>. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, whoa, I did not know that was in you. <laughs> That's a demon. So uh, anyway. I love the greater glory exposing the darkness and all the souls. That uh, I, yeah. Yeah, I just enjoy it. You know, it's wonderful. Jesus Christ did too. He says, everything hidden in darkness, yeah. let it be brought into the light. <laughs> everything whispered in <laughs> secret, <laughs> let it be shouted from the rooftop. 
And I, I love this. I feel like I'm getting healing and imparting healing to people. Because I know if you've made it this far in your spiritual journey, this kind of stuff has happened to you before. You find the next thing in God. You find like the next greater thing. I like when their thing. heads do a 180 like an owl <laughs> and start to speak to me in demonic tongues. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know what not to invite name? them to the I church potluck. Turok. Yeah. Go back to hell. Yeah, he's not invited. <laughs> <laughs> so isn't that how it is? When I was in the outer courts and I didn't know about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and tongues and you know the healings, the signs of miracles and wonders, and then I found it. <gasps> oh my gosh, you guys, check it out. We got, you've got to have this. It's amazing. You have to have it. I want you to have it. The, everyone needs this. You're going to love it. It's going to be amazing. Like just a little kid, right? Just an innocent like I because you just know it's God pop and then it's like you know and then so I was afraid that I might they're like you might have the kundalini spirit and well we know this and I was thinking because I didn't know you probably did do well probably it's long Pro gone now long gone now yeah so maybe you did have you know they probably had the kundalini worse than oh, I did they had, they had freaking <laughs> monkey tails <laughs> monkey tails they were so augured their face was reptilian yeah shine a glory flashlight on yeah. their face and see what's in there see some scales they really the it comes to the surface the greater glory that you begin to walk in it, I mean, it starts to creep how up. far down the rabbit hole do you want to go, go man <laughs> So, th and that's what happens, isn't it? I know this is relatable to some of you because you've come out of some really crazy stuff. But until Wait, that happens, uh, they were your friends. They were your family. They loved you. As long as you stayed within this little box, they loved you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love. They'll provide for you, buy things for you. Since when is love manipulation? Pray for you. Oh, gosh. I didn't know what love was at all. I messaged all my family. That now mm. I live in Miami. So Good, goodbye today. <laughs> goodbye. Uh, Miami's my new home. Who is my goodbye? Have who a nice is my day. brother and my sister? Uh, you know, and so <laughs> so here I am. Laugh. So here I was. You know, the cats are probably enjoying the show at home. Which, by the way, thank you for tuning in. If you are a feline friend, if you have a cat that loves watching RLM TV, please uh, send us your pictures. Post your pictures on the Facebook page. We love to pray for your mm. cats. Are your dogs too? If you have pets that watch the show, we'd love to pray for them and bless them as well, as we care for your pets. They're happy the animal sacrificial system's over. Yeah, they're like your turn, buckwheat. Yeah. <laughs> your turn to your die, turn. human. <laughs> so that's funny. Amen. So there I ended up in my prayer closet, crying and before the Lord. Oh God, I didn't want to get a demon, you know, Lord. You know my heart, you know. I'm just being genuine. I was just like, I was concerned. I was like, you can just see the I didn't want to make just, just like, like, oh, they really put her through the ringer the again this time. Same. What a mess. What a mess, right? They were so nice to me, too. They took really good care of me. They had <laughs> a lot of angel manifestations around that time. And, uh, yeah, and they were really kind. And, uh, you know, they knew I was coming out of. There was, I didn't, there was nobody, there was not one person in my life that could tell me. Uh, yeah, that's just normal Christianity. Like that's the anointing, that's the Holy Ghost. You're in the like evangelical free church. And it wasn't a church; it was just like an online Bible study because I'd been mm. kicked out of church after. And then another, if I could barely tolerate. Every time I go to any church, the pastor or the teacher would just like hate me, revile me. Everyone else would be like, "Whoa, wisdom, revelation! Oh my gosh, you have the Spirit of God in you. How are you, you know, saying this in your soul?" It'd be like grandmas and grandpas, and you know, they will be touched by the presence. Or I'd go in the workforce and people would have these tests and be like, oh my gosh, you're like the nicest person. Oh my gosh, I'm healed. Oh wow, like when you prayed for me, this happened. And like, 
I was so upset and, and angry the, when you the came. The leader would always get jealous and murder you. Right, you know, I don't, and I was just genuinely, I was looking for, Most I was the one looking for help. Most of our viewers have had the same experience, we already I know. never walked into those places thinking like, you know, at least, you know, the maximum humility I was walking in at those times, I was genuinely looking for help. I wasn't trying to go in and be a leader somewhere. I was just, I would genuinely just share experiences, but I was in a lot of pain and a lot of heartaches. I was looking for help. And, but it would still be like, it would be just nasty, like murderous stuff all the time. But, um, but I remember <laughs> being in my prayer closet, I fasted and prayed for three days mm. because I was desperate. And I was like, I got to hear from the, because here's what happened. I went, this is what somebody needs to hear right now <laughs> because I didn't know what to think. I thought I was going to lose my mind because, but I thought it was, it felt, I knew when it happened, like I knew it was God. But then they tried to sow seeds of doubt and fear. The enemy mm. come and sowed his seeds right after. Because people I respected who knew the Bible better than me, that I, I mean, I loved them. I respected this them. This was like I trusted six them. years ago. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and so, you know, and I thought that they genuinely cared for me. And to some level, I think they thought they did. But if they don't care for the Holy Ghost, it's just human love, which is not real love. It's just humanness that's everywhere. So I asked, I went looking for opinions people's opinion what about the other people who are more tender-hearted toward me they wanted to be happy for me and kind of like me but they were afraid of you know the other people and like but they still wanted a bible study with me and they were kind to me so i can tell they were like you see the, like the measurements of heart tenderness and kindness toward the holy ghost because it, it was all about not about me nothing about me had changed other than the indwelling of the holy spirit so it was literally the reaction to the spirit that was living in me Nothing, I mean, I was still eating the same food, dressing the same way, talk, acting. When God um, shows up in the midst of yeah. unbelieving believers' ministries. Ooh. So, but this is going to help you because I know even if you already know about tongues and all that, this principle is going to help you to get the right answer every time. And you're going to need it because when it's the next thing of God that you don't really know about, like the Holy Christian Holy Kabbalah, or, you know, the glory, getting into the glory realm. Or Einsoff. Or maybe you're just tasting a little bit of the drunken glory, which is kind of like the prelude to climbing the mountain. Like, here, have a drink. You're going to need it for we're going yeah. cosmic. But it, we God's not going to kill you for token the ghost. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I was sitting on the couch this morning, watch, engaging in Torah, and I was like, you know what? My mind is getting burnt up. I could honestly use a little inhale of the substance. Remember, you lay hands on people to heal them, because why? The substance of glory, the river of life, is coming out of the hands. Sometimes chill on so the couch and smoke an ace of Jehovah Wana. Right. So I was, I was literally sitting on the couch, uh, snorting into my nose like that, and just, you know, trusting that my mind is going to get healed. And so we have kind of jokes about that. You know, like, you know, people call it, you know, the what, whatever you want to call it. So understand that if you go after just manifestations and chasing things, you'll end up looping around the mountain. But if you can accept all things that are from God uh, without idolatrizing the forms, then you're going to keep going from glory to glory. A and that's what we've done. So anyway, so here I am. I, the peoples are giving me different opinions. I, I went to the, the church that, I, that I had, the Lord had shown me where I could get baptized in the Holy Spirit. The nice you know, lady there who explained things, uh, they told me I felt peace when they told me stuff. Th so I would go over there and like, well, they sound like they're right. Then I go to the other people and like, oh, no, well, they sound like they're right. Mm. 
Uh, now they both sound right, but and I'm those confused. Those worldly philosophers, yeah, sound so they were convincing. messing me up. They were confusing me. <laughs> A magic spell. Someone can relate. Kindled. But write in the comments if you can relate. If something ha like this has happened to you about anything of God that God brought the you into. The magic arts almost destroyed my life. I was confused. <laughs> Well, how am I supposed to know? They all know the better Bible way better than me. This lady's been a grandma, a church grandma, prayer warrior for 20, 30 plus years. The earth is hard you know? apart from Elijah. Isn't yeah, it? it is. It's so, just impossible out there. But if you get this principle of what the Lord led me to, no matter what it is you go into or through with God, you can get the right answer. This is how you do it. So then I did the work, even worse than that. I went to Google. Oh. Never Google, do <laughs> I have a demon? <laughs> uh, Ask AI. Horrifying. I did, well, AI wasn't out yet, thank God. Yeah. Actually, AI probably would have given me a nice answer. Like, Here's you should Jack consult Kevorkian's with... Here's cell phone number. <laughs> 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 probably would have given me, like, a PC kind of answer. Like, you know, like a calm, like, neutral. It's designed to, like, resolve and calm down the general public to not, you know, like, panic. It probably would have helped me more, honestly, than my Google search back then. But when I looked at it, it was just, like... I was like, I was never doing that again. That was terrible. And that's what happens when you don't have leadership in your life. You're mm. lost at sea. And so, and I said, I sat, I was like, I got to sit down and pray. I said, Lord, I went and I talked to them and they said this. And I went and talked to them and said this. This is how, what my experience, what I felt from you. And I thought 100%, and I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but I felt 100% this was from you. I felt it on the inside and on the outside when this happened. I'm just reviewing everything like a, like a lawyer case, right? This is what they said. This is what they told me. This is what I felt. But honestly, I'm not going to have any opinion about it. If it's not from you, I don't care how good it felt. If it's not from you, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to you know, pray in the tongues. I'm not going to be a part of that you know, thing. But if it is from you, I'll embrace it 100%. I'll... I'll do all the tongues, you know. And then the Lord came in with an IV full of glory <laughs> and, and started injecting her with needles. I'm telling you guys, I really came out of, I, I didn't have a lot of help with this kind of stuff. I mean, the, my help comes from the Lord, so it was all right. But why am I sharing this with you? It's funny because here where we are in the glory, we know that the tongue, you, we know. That's why it's funny. But what about the next thing that you don't know? The next step in God, the next rung, the next fear. The next, maybe there's someone you're like, I think the Holy Cabal is from the Lord, but I don't want to get into sorcery. Oh, yeah. I don't want to get into the clip. Of, you know, people get... People are afraid of everything except the Lord. Right, and that's the problem. And so I went to the Lord. I presented him all the information as if, you know, I know he knows. I was like, I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, I don't know. And I'm, I feel confused and I feel hurt. You know, I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to be deceived. But, you know, my heart was really genuine. And I think that that's the Being a human thing. being is yeah. already the maximum amount of deception you could possibly right. have. So your only hope is the river mm -hmm. and the glory and the cross mm -hmm. and just getting the circumcisions. Mm -hmm. So I could feel a different temptation and pull of human nature what to the left and to the right. On the one side, I could feel the pull to want to be out of fear or out of the friends I was familiar with and that I trusted that I knew. Uh, you know, just from proximity, I've been known them for a little while, and they did nice things for me. They even bought me a bed after I was sleeping on the floor because I didn't have anything bed to sleep on. You know, that kind of situation. I I trusted those people, so I felt pulled to like the familiar or like you know fear of they might actually not be my friends anymore if I continue in this. I might lose fear the only. Man. The I might I realized. 
I may be about to lose the last friends that I have left. And I did. But I got better ones. Hallelujah. <laughs> and the best one, which is Jesus Christ, his Holy Spirit. Eventually, no you're going to find your friends. Yes, that was, man, that's so good. You're going to find your real friends. Your real friends. And they're going to accept you for who you are, which is an anointed one. And, and you're going to go on adventures around the world yeah. in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, that's a good word. See, that's a good word for somebody. Maybe that's you. Have you know, have faith and keep keep right in your heart. Don't compromise in your heart because that day will come. Don't try to do it early on your own and try to make connections happen. Just go through the process because God has the right people that'll be in your life. Unless you go into Saul mode, then you'll lose everything. So don't do that, okay? So that happened, and guess what? I prayed and I fasted for three days so I could hear. And I, I didn't fast. That wasn't like a faster. You know, I thought... I could eat faster, <laughs> but I wasn't a faster. Fast fooder. <laughs> I could eat fast food and I could eat faster. If it was spicy, delicious Mexican food, I'd be eating real fast. But I didn't fast very often. <laughs> once a year, if that, every once every, every couple of years, and then be sure to mention it if we ever, if the topic ever came up. The one little one that I did do that was so hard. <laughs> Fasting religious demons. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny now, but, uh, you know, because we're different now. That's why it's funny. But uh, so that happened. And on day three, and I was working a labor-intensive job, but there was so much grace, and it was really easy and light. And and that, that was surprising to me. I thought it was going to be really hard, but it was for when it's for a spiritual purpose that's not just selfish. For me, my destiny, and for I can take over all of it. And then it's like, that's so hard. I really <laughs> love looking at that zeal. That comes right after they're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Because it's it's important. Mm -hmm, it's yeah. important to be zealous. We yeah. love zeal. But then you gotta fine tune it Temporary. and train it, you know, to be a, a well skilled officer. Yeah. That way you don't fly off the deep end into some trap. Right. Have and zeal but the don't reactions fall into a trap. of people when you get all zealous because you got the Holy Ghost and you're delivered and mm -hmm. saved and you have radical yeah. experiences with heaven. It's hilarious for more mature Christians uh -huh. to watch you. <laughs> Amen. And That's it's good. it's part of the growing process Aww. for every true believer. Amen. Amen. So, so on the third day, on the third day, and I thought that was really like a cool, you know, third day, Jesus rose. On the third day, I got my answer. I was in my prayer closet, third day of fasting, and I was reading my Bible, and I was waiting on the Lord, and then I was reading, and there was oil on the verse. Mm. And then I heard it, like, in on the inside. I heard him say it on the inside. And that was cool. I'd never really heard God's voice like that before. And that's when he said, If you asked me for a fish, would I give you a snake? And I realized, whoa, he's God. He wouldn't do that. He's love. You know, you're right. Like, because his presence was there. And his voice on the inside of me was there. And I had toned down the flesh a little bit, turned it down, the volume, mm -hmm. through prayer and fasting mm. and reading the Bible. And when you do that, that's how you can get your hearing back. That's such a good description. Fasting turns down the volume of your flesh. Yeah. Oh, so good. All right. Pulling out some of those old, d dusting off the old gems to yeah. bring them out for such a time. Uh, it's good. Somebody needs to hear it. That's why. And I hope this works for you. I know it's going to work for you. If you do it with a sincere heart, it works. 
Uh, that's a guarantee in God. If you Engaging in Torah, reading the word mm -hmm. of God into your eyes, really yeah. turns down the demonic influence and go all the way down to zero yeah. every day if you mm -hmm. engage in the word deeply. Yeah. So what happened was, as soon as he said that to me, when God speaks to you, so when I went to these people, they told me one thing and it made sense. When the, I went to the other people, they told me the opposite and it made sense. I thought they all had good points. <laughs> you know that Greek mind. I thought they all had valid oh, points. Oh, they're all intelligent. And I felt the something. Devil. I they had valid points, and I felt something good, and I felt something bad. So it was either go to the familiar, or even if I mm. went to the new thing, <laughs> the demons over there in that charismatic church wanted to be a hundred percent zeal, and listen to whatever that church would say, because there was an infestation of the demonic over there. Yeah, the and false prophetic. The false. Yeah. So there was. To just like, well, I'm going, they, this is the best thing I got. We have, I have the Holy Spirit now and I'm better than you. Hotti so haughtiness. haughtiness. So both oh, were actually man. wrong. It takes over denominations. So both had right points and both had wrong points. So it's not about the perfection of either people group. What was important to the Holy Spirit was to lead me into a greater relationship with him. And it could only be possible through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So on the third day, when I heard him say that, I knew instantly when he said, if you asked me for a fish, would I give you a snake? And it was just the voice of God. He wasn't a person. It wasn't their opinion. It wasn't my memory of them replaying their words in my head. It was the still small voice and it was a clear voice. It was clear mm -hmm. and it actually seemed loud to me. That still voice sounded loud because again, the volume of my flesh was turned down from praying and fasting and waiting on the Lord. And so when that happened, instant breakthrough, instant mm. peace, all the lies faded away. And then that clear shining light, I, I know it is you. And I was rejoicing. I was so happy and I cried and I, I went to go pray in tongues. And when I went to go pray in tongues again, because <laughs> I, I did not pray at all for in tongues for three days. I said, I'm going to pray and fast and I'm not going to speak in tongues. Mm. I'm going to wait until you tell me it's you. Because I, I, I just don't care. Like I really genuinely wanted only God's put will. Put the gift on the table. Yeah. Uh, on the altar. Yeah. Put the gift on the altar. Pray and fast. And when God answers me, I'll do whatever he tells me to do. And so when I went to start back up praying in tongues, I mean, like, I'm like, if it, this is God, all right, we got to do this. We got to go all, we're going to go all in. It is God. I'm going all in. For six years, 24 hours But it actually was a little <laughs> bit harder. When it fr when I first got the baptism, it <laughs> came out. Yeah. <laughs> and don't stop now. <laughs> Six hours today? A human <laughs> being cannot pray in tongues for eight hours. I'm at 12. Uh, <laughs> we, look, check this out. Check this out, guys. I learned how to inhale my tongues. Now you can breathe it in. <laughs> you can hold your nose and, and do it. And then came the Google Translate. And then came, oh, that's a whole other story. And then came the, <laughs> the Mephibosheth's tongues. Hey guys, if you hold your tongue, if you impair yourself. Isn't that wild though? It started <laughs> with, you know, tongues, and then it went all the way into the Google Translate, Translate, which was like some of the most advanced mysticism in righteousness in the whole body of Christ in a short period of time. I call that acceleration. Yeah. You can go from the sidelines to the front lines as fast as you are obedient. Amen. So I want to encourage you with that little story. I really, the Holy Spirit wants me to share that with you tonight because somebody's watching and 
you don't know who to believe or what to believe, but you know that God's calling you deeper to walk with him. And so I want to encourage you, don't just listen to the people's opinions. It's good, you know, get the wise counsel. But ultimately, both sides are usually going to be partially right and partially wrong. But what's important is to listen to the voice of God. And if you can't hear, do a little prayer and fasting. Really commit to it. You know, it, you know when it comes to the prayer and fasting, talk to the Lord and see. If you can't hear him, do a day of prayer and fasting. You know, if you're medically able to do that, you know, for me, I was in, you know, really pretty decent health and able to do those kinds of things. And I had no problem doing, yeah, and I had no, and if you're healthy and you feel like God's saying yes, if you have an eating disorder and you struggle with eating disorders, don't Don't fast. fast. Well, here's what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Put your eyes on the Bible for four hours, which is the equivalency of a three-day fast. I would say maybe a one-day fast, day and a half, maybe. Depends how deep you go in the Word. Right, so like six hours, eight hours. You just went into eternity. Just went into eternity and came back. You literally translated to heaven and ate the food of angels. But you need to understand that uh, prayer and fasting, these come out, Jesus Christ. And so prayer is really meditating on the Word of God. Because, you you know, even the occult fasts, every warlock in Mexico and, and... fast they'll go into a cave and seal themselves in with a rock for 40 days with no food mm-hmm. and water that's common with everyone in the occult mm-hmm. okay so same with sleep deprivation and all these different mm-hmm. things what's the difference between our prayer and fasting and the occult well we we pray the word we're in there with the word so that's why jesus christ said prayer and fasting because you have to have the word in order to fast for his spirit and his glory Otherwise, it becomes some selfish ritual like the mm-hmm. occultists. Yep. So I want to encourage you, <laughs> hear the voice of God. Because once you hear from God directly on the inside, and not like in a gung-ho, zealous, without knowledge kind of way where you're just launching off the wrong deep end. But when you're in that place of peace and the presence of God, you're in the place of prayer and fasting and reading the word of God. When his voice, when he speaks to you, like for me, it was on the third day. And I just, I, I had this feeling it needed to be three days because I'd never done anything like it. And I really was desperate because this was going to be a major life decision for me that would influence who would even be in my life after that. And that was a big deal for me because I, you know, it was huge change. Yeah, loneliness is, mm-hmm. a, is a threat for a lot of people. It mm-hmm. steers the path to destruction. And you have to overcome that and just yeah. be, you know, content with marriage to Christ, Mm -hmm. uh, you're not going to be alone. So get over that real quickly. Mm -hmm. But it is something you're tempted with. Yep. Absolutely. And just like Catherine Kuhlman said, the consecrated life is a lonely life. But it's not really lonely in that sense. Uh, It's communion with the Holy Ghost. But you do go through that process of the consecrated life being a lonely life. It's the test of separation versus self-Jezebelic isolation. And so you get wisdom to know the difference. But with that being said, there you go again to the next thing, praying in tongues. And then I fully embraced it. And then just as soon as I fully embrace it, I'm ready to go all on board. All of a sudden, I get warned in a dream uh, to leave that church. And I knew it was the Holy Spirit. His power, His presence was in there. It was very clear there was peace but a very serious warning about what was kind of going on behind the scenes. And it was shocking and sad to me. 
And I, even I had someone that was close to me that had said, what do you mean you're leaving that church? Didn't you just get, was not the best thing you've ever that's ever happened to you? And you were like ready to, you want to volunteer and be on the prayer team and go all in and learn as much as you can. And now you want to leave? Yeah, that's what the Lord says. That's what we're going to do. That's what, if you can get that kind of a mentality and devotion to the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter where you're going or what we're doing. It's, did God say it? If God says, and it comes with his peace and his presence and the power of his word, and it's the clarity of the word of God with zero confusion. That's what you, zero confusion. Then immediately start seeking the baptism of fire, buckwheat. Right. Because the Holy Ghost is not enough. Otherwise, the Holy Spirit in fire would not be written in the scriptures. Amen. And so here we go. And now we're praying in tongues. And now I found the ca some charismatic thing. And now I'm looking online. Hey, healing. Lay on and heal. All right, let's go heal people. Healing. Practice the healing. Words of knowledge is a thing. Okay, so I learned all the words of knowledge. Oh, you can, you know, read the mail. Look and, you know, start freaking out your customers if they look like they're not going to complain too much if it goes gets too weird, you know. A and start telling them things about their lives. Start prophesying and start doing. And then I was like, no, this is getting old and this is getting tiring. Because I got into the works, just now I just have to do works all the time. That sucks. So I was like, this can't be, if this is it, this sucks, Lord, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this, this sucks. I feel bad saying that. And so I got desperate again. Everything else fell apart with the charismatic stuff. Same problems as the outer court, just more spiritual. I got desperate, and what did I do? Pray in tongues for two hours straight. I need to hear your voice again, God. I need to hear. I'm in the Bible. I'm in the Word every day. What do I do? What do I do? This isn't it. This isn't it. Tongues for two hours straight, and then bam, he gives me a word that brings me within just a couple months' time to RLM. Mm. And I heard Brandon, uh, I saw signs. There would be signs on the highway with that exact word that was in Latin that I was praying in. That was the first time I Google searched for tongues. And I didn't have the app yet, but I'd, I sounded it out. And I knew it was Latin because my boss was a doctor who knew Latin. Whenever we'd pray together, she could tell it was Latin. And she would tell me, oh, you're praying this psalm verse. You're praying this Bible verse. This is what you just said. And I was like, well, it's so cool. You can understand. She's like, yeah, you pray in Latin all the time. <laughs> That's why I used to pray in Latin, you know. Not under the Prince of Rome, but praying in Latin. Amen. That's a good thing. It's not a dead language in the Holy Ghost. But... So then that word, I started seeing signs everywhere. And then I saw this guy on YouTube. And bam, this is uh, new. The Get Lord the just... the baptism of glory. The, as soon as he was preaching that sermon, it was literally like, come and see a man who told me everything I've ever done in my whole life, and my whole life makes sense now. That's why that was a problem in the churches. Oh, that this aligns. And there would be stuff that he would say that I'd only seen in like my dreams and visions where God would show me something with the verbiage, even the way we spelled certain principalities names that we hated, even like the bam, like, you know, I had seen that like in a, a dream, like, you know, shooting your fist into the air and saying bam, and then an explosion happening and destroying a stronghold of the enemy. And he would say that live, and I'd be like, he has the bam. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't know who that was or anything. But so, there were so many signs and wonders, and the Lord really spoke to me. This is it. You found the top. You asked to me to bring you to the forefront of what I'm doing in all the earth. This is it. 
and I was like, so here it is. And so since the Lord communicated that to me, I knew with all my heart and all my mind, and all my soul that I would devote uh, the rest of my time and my energy and my life to supporting Brandon uh, and supporting him because the living God who spoke to me about the tongues, who spoke to me when I got into the glory, who spoke to me, you know, my heart would burn within me and waiting on the Lord. The same God who guided me carefully through all those things, and he guided me into truth the whole time. Mm. He, navi- he had been navigating me out of all these really sticky situations. And whenever God would speak in that clarity of his voice, I knew there's zero confusion. When God speaks, there's zero confusion. When it's you thinking about what you think God is saying, there's confusion. That's how you know. The voice of God. Your voice is not the voice of God. That's why there's still confusion. If you don't know what decision to make, it's because it's still you and it's not him. When God speaks, there is zero confusion. It's only when you get into your own head, your own heart, or into the enemy lies when he comes to sow seed later that you get into fear and doubt and confusion about Spend some time consecrating yourself in prayer Mm -hmm. and fasting to begin to hear clearly out Mm -hmm. of your belly. That's why no matter what enemy would come and sow false evidence against Brandon, which they tried to do, Mm -hmm. no matter what enemy would try to, you know, tear you know, tear me away or any kind of, you can't even imagine the kind of opposition that I had in that. You can't, you really can't really imagine, <laughs> you know. I can imagine. You can imagine. I know you can. It, is, uh, if you're, if you go A through the soldier, apostolic that training. That comes as confirmation. Yeah. But if you don't know and you're not really a disciple, yeah. it could easily pull you away. Right. And so, beca- yeah, again, when the enemy overplays their hand and you see how much they're fighting against that and really, uh, what comforted me greatly when I reached out to Brandon about the intensity of what they're trying to do to remove me or what I've gone through in the suffering, he said, <laughs> basically, take heart. You know what? No one in the world is going to understand what you're going through unless you're an apostle. It's called the apostolic suffering. And that's only something that apostles can understand. And then that was like I instant. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. that. That's because the Lord said... I never say that to mm-hmm. anyone because there's only 22 apostles in the entire first century uh, out of millions of believers. And so it's not like every apostle in every block. It's the rarest. It's ex- extremely rare. So stop using titles. It's mostly just a bunch of BS. But the Lord said to me that she was she had an apostolic calling. And then I heard when she came around some other prophecies that said, you have an apostolic calling on your life, and it was confirmed with two or three witnesses. Mm, amen. And so I, that was a shock to me. I was so shocked because I was just, I was just kind of sad that people didn't like my tongues. <laughs> and, like, I was heartbroken. And I had a lot of, you know, just pain uh, from the things I went through. I was just looking to, I wanted to be around what God was doing in the earth. And when I found that, my reaction was, how can I help? What can I do? How do I grow my spirit? How do I win against the demons? And so he would give instruction. And it, it was literally about serving someone else other than myself. How can I support you, defend you? you def- when demons come around, defend. It was God-inside-minded yeah. revelation, yeah. building up your spirit, yeah. and the sanctification. That's, that's the main mm-hmm. message of Elijah in the earth, mm-hmm. is the river, God-inside-mindedness, mm-hmm. sanctification. Because from there, you can go anywhere in God. Mm-hmm. But that was the main message mm-hmm. that God had me speak for 15 years. Right. And so that's why the enemy couldn't tear me away. Because just like with the tongues, 
uh, and God answered me. I waited on the Lord and I asked him because I felt that when I saw Brandon preaching and it made a hundred percent sense of everything and the anointing and the power was there and the glory was there. The, the glory was way stronger than the other glory that I experienced up until then, that little drop of glory, the little bit of glory. It was a lot of glory. And uh, I was like, wow. And so once you get in the glory, you know, you get addicted to the glory. You want to experience, you want to live in the glory. Mm -hmm. And you talk about living in the glory and eating the word of God. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, the angel gives you the scroll, take it and eat it. I'm like, yes, this is so good. Because I wasn't a very good Bible scholar. So when he said, eat the word, I was like, I can eat. We talked about this already. I can eat, I can eat fast. <laughs> eat the Bible. Okay, well, I'll put down the Mickey D's for a second and eat the word of God. Oh, the fire of God. Yeah, very fast learner. <laughs> Thank you. Good teacher. Yeah, really good teacher. And so the same God the, of the Holy Spirit that came with perfect peace and perfect clarity to where there's zero confusion. And I have no other question about it. The way he spoke about the tongues and then the glory and the gifts of healing and the words of knowledge and the gift of prophecy is alive and well today. I asked the same God... Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ about Brandon and what he was teaching about God inside mindedness and the glory realize the glory put your hand on your spirit eat the word of God you got a machine gun the word of God into your spirit get it in your eyes and ears put it in your eyes crucify the flesh you need circumcision and this is what hit me mm -hmm. you need circumcision of heart in that ring I was like whoa I need it yep. this is the next thing and God had told me that this was the top of the mountain. That this was the I pinnacle. only knew circumcision of yeah. heart for earth. Yeah. But then after she got it, she opened it up for the moon and the sun and the stars. How incredible is that? Thanks. Well, th when we really just want to do what God wants to do in our lives and for others. So when I found that, I was like, how can I help? What do I need to do? Get delivered and then deliver the other people. You know, get pigs in the parlor. You know, we have the link in there. Get deliverance get deliverance, get the word of God in you, deliverance through reading the book of Revelation. You know, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 100,000 times. Like, you know, get it in the eyes, get it in the ears. It always comes down the word of God. And then when you're having a bad day or the intensity of the warfare is there, have a drink. Yeah. Have a drink. drink and the river I didn't I didn't like that answer at first because, but no, I have problems. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. Hallelujah. I had something really awful happen <laughs> where there was like occultist uh, astral projecting into my house mm. doing ceremonies in the red robes. Like it's like, like something out of a horror movie. Oh, nasty. And I'm telling you, if you had told me this Curse a few years, thing. if you had told me a few years ago, that that happened to you, I would have thought you were nuts. I would have thought you were insane and were one of those crazy woo-woo people. I would have thought that's crazy. And I would have told you that's perfectly normal. And so I was like, <laughs> work a nine to five. I'm like, you know, I understand nine to five, logical, common sense, believe in God, even some prayer and miracles. But if you were to tell me there's these people astral projecting and blah, blah, blah in the house and the occult and the blah, 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 I wouldn't have really believed it. I might have believed maybe stuff is possible, but I wouldn't. Me? My life? You've been watching too many horror yeah, movies. Yeah, like, what? You need to go on some kind of medication. It away. You need to see a psychologist, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would have gone that far, but I would, like, probably would have made me afraid or something, you know? But that happened, and on top of I that... I know a good counselor. And then someone I tried to, like, then I tried to make friends in the glory. Oh, that was rough. 
then be like, we can read, you know, that's your find your friend, like, we can read the Bible together, like, every day, and then get more drunk in the spirit, or more the river of God, and all that, so I was, anything that got a new thing from God, tongues, boom, mm. we're gonna go all out tongues, mm. we're, oh, we're drinking the river, I'm gonna do, we're gonna, we're putting the word in there, we'll put the word in here, oh, we're injecting yeah, the glory, yeah, you completely sloshed for a, a year at yeah. least, <laughs> It just wo totally drunk for a year all the <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, all the time. I would be creeping around my house after hours trying not to wake up the family, just feeling like I'm cracked out on the glory. It's necessary to go yeah. through all of these phases yeah. of growth. and felt like my glory puberty. They, ac <laughs> they actually, you know, the things that are from God turn into great treasures inside yeah. the rich treasure of glory. Amen. And you can go into them at any time. Okay, so this horrible thing happened. That stuff was manifesting. And then my friend who I was like, finally, I have a friend who likes the glory, is watching, you know, RLM. They're eating the word of God. They can encourage me. Oh, I have a friend. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I lost all my friends. I get a friend now. I, you know, a female friend that I can talk to. I can have a friend. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, and when you're all beat up and wounded because everyone's betrayed me my whole life. and Everyone hates me that used to love me. You know. A rejection you, spirit. Oh, you know. But yeah, exactly, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. the wounds are to impart demons, so you need yep. to get healing, so you don't get demons. So, but then the person, the one friend that I found after getting the drunken glory and reading the Bible all the time and trying, you know, support RLM and just really, you know, like go for the glory, like you know, this is what God. How far can this go? We're gonna experience more of God and healings and signs and cool stuff happening. And then all of a sudden, it turned to like, now they're talking to a, a warlock and come back to me like i think i might have accidentally given my soul to satan and i was like what is this i was not prepared to hear things like that yeah i was not prepared for people to come to me and and i was like well that's probably not a good person to be talking to then you need to stop talking to that guy i don't travel Just, but i love him city. but i love him i'm like oh my god i'm friends with a crazy person it happened to me <laughs> How did I get this far? You know, what is this? What's going on? And they start questioning, like, man, what is going on? And so they lost their mind, lost their mind, decided to eventually go with the person who was a satanic warlock. And they couldn't, they just, lit I watched the person go from God inside mindedness yeah. and believing Holiness what Brandon was said. Impurity. And they just, yeah, just, and I, what I noticed, I, I tried to creep onto their person's page and I found out, and this is what I've, we've found mm. over the years. Their version, what they were, what they would teach in secret, their version of heaven yeah. is sexual, a uh, spiritual intercourse. And they think their garden of Eden, when you go to heaven is like being naked and like, it's really gross. But, and then I found like, okay, that's what they preach. That's what they teach. So that's the red flag. You know, they don't put it out there, but it's just like, it's like a secret underlying thing. So the girl, the poor girl, she lost her mind. She used to be a nice person. She used to actually have a relationship with God. Take heed that you stay unless you fall, because you can fall at any level in so, this life. So that had happened. So I did something I, n I would never usually do. I would I try I call I called up Brandon in a frenzy of a panic. Mm. There is satanic people manifesting. This person just gave their my best friend that was walking with us in the glory is giving their soul to Satan. Uh, and the other person who took her astray is showing up into my visions now, trying to teach me esoteric stuff. Help. Yeah. I don't, I'm just like, yay. I'm trying to be over here like, yay, tongues, yay, glory. And now it's just like. thrown into the front lines. Uh, what do I do? And I was like crying because I cared for my friend. And you know what Brandon told me? Let's have a drink. 
<laughs> and just I didn't my mind I didn't <laughs> a drink of the glory because it's coming out of your hands it's a healing anointing eventually with Peter he expanded it so much like he began to walk in the anointing it became a fountain mm. and that's why his shadow when his shadow would touch people they would get healed because it was flowing out of him freely not just the hands laying on him a lot of times hands. you just don't want to explain it at all and keep it a mystery right well I like this one I like to explain oh for others yeah Oh, yeah, for yeah, When you're out there, be like, well, what are you doing? I'm yeah, well, none of your business. None of your beeswax. Yeah. So, and I didn't really think, like, in my mind, I thought, how's that going to help? I'm taking it for my invisible nothing to, oh. Last time that I checked, better. it's a free country. Joy is not a crime. <laughs> <laughs> and there's something about the simplicity of Christ. When he said that, and then I did that. Yeah. The room looked physically brighter immediately. The Drinking darkness, the glory is real. The darkness started to lift. The fear and the panic and the sorrow went away. And I said, this is the Holy Spirit of God that's flowing out of us like a river. And when I drank that, it worked. And that was like, oh, it worked. It's worked. I'm going to have another one. <laughs> and then it was just like game over from there. This works. And the prayer that becomes a sword that disperses the occult out of your spiritual atmosphere. It puts the invisible into your flesh. You're, you know, you can't just have it all bottled up inside your spirit. You need to uncork your spirit mm. to get through your heart and through your brain and flood your bones and marrow because if your body's cut off from the only part of you that has God in it, you're going to shrivel up and die like a raisin. So whatever it takes mm -hmm. to get the glory flowing through you like a river, so be it. Amen. Amen. And so I know now from experience that whenever you come around to the glory, there's actually, there usually be a lot of demons that try to hang around and they're getting dispersed now. So it's, I don't think it's going to be as much in the future, yep. but they mainly would try to discredit Brandon or try to, when demons speak into your thought atmosphere, those are not your thoughts. They want you to think those are your thoughts, but they impart lies and doubt and fear. Preach, Rebecca, preach. Amen. And so how do you avoid that? This is what the Lord told me. You got to hear from God when you don't go to people's opinions. So if I had just asked people's opinion or go with my own brain, like that doesn't make sense or whatever. When you hear the voice of God directly, directly to the source, you wait on the Lord, you pray and you fast and you read the word of God. But here's the, here's the key. The only reason it worked for me for those, for the praying in tongues, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the glory is this from God and then God inside mindedness heart circumcision and then being able to drink of the river of God mm. every single time I stepped into a new thing for me it was something I hadn't experienced in God I didn't know about and other people wanted to warn me about you know that we have concerns demons oh, yeah, come yeah. out the woodwork when you go to the every next level, level of growth yeah. I was suspect because wait a minute that's how people treated me back then when they said you got a kundalini not the holy ghost and they, God they got spoke enemies to me. every level as you go up. And Hello? I see nobody told me there was nobody to tell me this. There are enemies every level mm -hmm. as you grow in Christ. Hello. Yep. So, and you know it makes sense now, but when I was going through that, I was uh, I had no idea. I didn't know how levels work. Mm. I didn't know how the enemy works. I didn't have any military spiritual training. I was just kind of it trying to most make definitely don't and it really yeah, it really it shows yeah it hurts because then you feel hurt and betrayed and then you don't know who to trust and whose yeah. opinions to trust until mm. you get into the presence of God the Word of God and prayer do some prayer and fasting 
But as soon as you hear from God directly, it comes with perfect clarity, zero confusion. Once you know that God has spoken to you, no one in the whole world or in heaven or hell can tell you differently because it's the power and authority of the maker of the universe. He's the master of You're the universe. You're safe once you get in the school of Elijah. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Then stay in once the school of Elijah. Once you're in the school of Enoch, you're a thousand mm -hmm. times more safe. And you just mm -hmm. keep going up. But mm -hmm. you really want to stay in the school of Elijah until you're in the mm -hmm. school of Enoch. And if you ever leave it, you're open to destruction. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. And so then I got into the drunken glory, into drinking the river of God. I got br the greatest breakthroughs. I finally started to get heart circumcision. I didn't know it was the Malkut circumcision that I was working on. I didn't know what Malkut was. I just knew mountain of God, God's inside of you. The kingdom of heaven is within you. Uh, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Eat the word of God into your eyes and your ears. Put your hand on your spirit and drink the, drink the river. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Stop getting, stop your stinking thinking. He would always say, stop your stinking thinking, have a drink. And when I started to do that. rhyme a little bit. Yeah. So it's like entertaining it, yeah. so that the soul can receive it. it. Yeah. Whatever it takes. It, and so then I noticed all of a sudden I could work and have peace at work, much greater peace at work. I could have victory. Mm. I could have joy. I could have peace. Even if everything went to crap at work and it was crazy and people were manifesting, <laughs> I could have a great day every day. Instead of dreading going to work, all right, here's an assignment for the day. I can't oh, wait. We're going to go and win. It's so fun, doesn't it? Yeah, it's so fun. And it, it was like playing a video game instead mm. of living a normal life. Leveling up. Yeah, I was like, level up, level up, level up, level up. Let's go, level up. And I'd start this to see the one, two, three, four everywhere. Level up. RPG in reality. Yeah. And you start winning against the demons. It feels good. You start winning against your own self nature. It feels good. And then to find out that if you're in your brain, you're going to be wrong whether you reason correctly or not. And then if you get into your heart, you're going to end up in Christian witchcraft if it's not circumcision of heart. And to me, getting in the spirit, I didn't know. But it, it made sense. And then when I went to God and I talked to the Lord and I waited on the Lord and I got in the word of God, he answered me. And so because of that, now when the enemy would try to come around, they, can't, they couldn't pull me away no matter what so it doesn't it has doesn't have to do with the perfection of well what about somebody was in rlm and they did this or well you know well brandon's not perfect oh da, 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 da. or you know think about it if god said here i'm putting you here this is the forefront thing i'm doing in the world and then you look at the bible and god uses imperfect vessels to do his will all the time the whole history of the entire bible Elijah ran from Jezebel. I'm leaving the school of the prophets. Right. Well, you can yeah. die and go to heaven be a nobody. Right. So I want to encourage you, whatever you're going into, if you get the word directly from the source from God, nothing can shake you from that. And then once God speaks to you, write it down so that later on when the enemy tries to sow seeds of doubt, you know that you know that you know. Hold on to what you have. Right, because you could see signs and wonders, but unless you hear directly from God, it's going to be difficult for you to hold on. So you have to hear the voice of God. Don't be lazy. Don't be spiritually lazy and let other people just be the voice of God in your life. You need other people to be the voice of God in your life because we all have trouble hearing certain topics mm. that we're sensitive about because of our experiences and wounds. Like if it's your own area of pain, you're going to need someone else's help to speak into that. It's easy to speak into someone else's life or to see someone else's what they should do. That's easy, right? 
for the prophetic, if it's somebody else's thing that you're not emotionally attached to, those places where you have emotional attachment to things, you need a prophet, you need an apostle, you need a man or woman of God speaking into your life because it's just, it's, it's too hard to really deal with some of those things unless you can really uh, be vulnerable to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you need mothers and fathers, yeah. is what the Bible says. And you're going to make faster progress that way. Uh, and so here we go. Tongues, yay. Don't <laughs> pop my balloon. Uh, and then, oh, the glory, that one drop of glory, the best thing, honey, oil, glory, wow. Oh my I gosh, God inside. I felt the drop of the oil. Drop. You just <laughs> I saw right it too, now. yeah. We went I went right into that experience. It dropped right upon my head just now. And it, it was like, like oh, that glory. one glory. Oh, I love the glory. I want to live in the glory. Those liquid glory drops learning release to live. upon all your brains. Amen. Because once you get in the glory, then you got to learn to live in the glory, walk in the glory, work in the glory, be at home, wash the dishes in the glory, dance at home in the anointing in the glory. <laughs> and then... And love the glory. Glory drops for everyone. And love the God of glory and let praise rain, his glory. Let it rain, worship let it rain. him and bless his glory. Glorify his name in his glory. And drink the glory. The Isaiah honey says he comes like the rain. Amen. And that river and then it turns to wine and then the glory that mixed wine with your spirit of your relationship with God growing. And then I found myself <laughs> late at night with my Bible open, reading the Bible out loud to Jesus, just by faith, believing, even though he was within me. I would save a chair for him there and just believing that he would sit with me and just reading. Oh, it was so wonderful. And it would feel so good. And I would get so much revelation. And I wasn't really even looking for revelation. I just want to spend time with him. And at that time together, he started to show me mysteries about how, you, how we came down into the earth, how we were planted in our spirit. You know, the seed that comes in the earth die. And, you know, talking about like, I didn't even, I had never heard of Kabbalah at that point. He started talking about the mother above and below and this. I didn't know what he was saying, but it sounded, it was like, it was glory <laughs> when he said it. And then there would be oil on verses. And that oil for light, the Holy Ghost highlights, ended up being what the task was for the day. And then we get to the top of the mountain and then guess what? Then the Lord said, all right, we're going to fly into the sun. We're going to stand on the moon. We're going to rise up into the stars. This is the path. Look, Jacob's ladder. And then I would be praying in tongues and translating it in the Google Translate. And then by the time I'd gotten into the sun, and I still wasn't entirely sure how this whole thing worked other than circumcision, circumcision of heart. And then he showed me, Tif <laughs> Rebecca Tiferet is in bloom. I saw a door in heaven, and a voice spoke to me. Come up Come here. up here. And I found the door before I got up, and then I would hear witnesses of the cloud of heaven speaking through the door and then one day the door opened for me and I went through and it's been <laughs> cosmic ever since Amen. and then you go like oh my gosh this is the next best thing oh my gosh guys we gotta go up it's the sun <laughs> and the moon and the stars we're gonna stand on the moon and it's the Kabbalah look it's a tree it's Jacob's ladder and look you're gonna and it's a path of lightning and the seraphim the they're the only kind of cross it is holy and I saw Christian Kabbalah and then write that down the stairway <laughs> is holy Christian Kabbalah and the only ha Amen. hope the Jews have to be re-engrafted into the tree is Christian Amen. Kabbalah of holiness and that's exactly Amen. what we're going to do. And then the Lord spoke to me and he corrected me. He's like, hey, this is in your life. It's false love. You need to get over false love. Sacrifice it. Trust me. Sacrifice it. Trust me. But everyone's going to think I don't love them anymore. Sacrifice it. Trust me. Sacrifice mm, it. Yep. But, 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 but just trust me. Come on. Trust me. And so then... Boom! Within a, just a very short amount of time, the Kabbalah, it opened up the teaching. The Holy Ghost highlights the same th way he would highlight verses in the Bible. He would speak to me, 
Google search this topic. The attacking of that false yeah. human love oh. and just being rigid in mm. righteousness against it and against all of the mocking jester <laughs> spirits of the drunken glory that were mixed in with the drunken glory excelled her exceedingly into the heavenlies. Right, and then it would be like, now look this up. Ignore all this whole Wikipedia page. One word, two words here. Boom, boom. Look at that. Boom. Okay, then I would hear a verse or a, a chapter or a book in the Bible. Go there. Boom. Write mm. it down. Describe it. Boom. This, this is connected to this. This is this. And then I was like, what? You know that meme with the picture of the guy with the map, like, like drawing all the lines, like, look, it's all connected. It all started to open up. And I was like, are you serious? This is amazing. And I would scribe it and write it and put it in my journal. And then within just a few months, I got caught up into heaven and I saw Enoch as Metatron. Mm -hmm. And I was in a cloud. like where, That's why we like the clouds here. That's where the cloud thing started from. That'll do it. Uh, my old show I used to do, Beezleboo's Cloud Chariot. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I made it with a cloud. Because when I got taken into the heavens and saw Enoch, that... I was actually riding in a cloud and it was in this crazy like thing in heaven where you learn revelation and there was the apostleship going to the new earth like the new earth you know i was like and i saw metatron i saw him mm. in his angelic form and it was so wild i i got caught up in into the heavens and i started to learn all this stuff and it blew my mind and then when I got caught up into the heavens and the father, I saw the father. Mm -hmm. I saw his back and I saw his like beautiful hairs too, mm. like in his robe and all the, this cloud again in heaven. And at the top of the cloud, I saw the Bina, Hakma, and Keter of the top of Jacob's ladder. And his voice like booming like many waters, like thunders, like clearly this is the God who created all things. Like the fear of the Lord, mm. but the awe and the love this is my father. Oh, I just was so happy just to see him and hear his voice. There's not anything better than seeing and hearing <laughs> God, except just being closer and closer to him and hearing him more. And that's really what we want. And we want for you to return you to the father because all the other stuff that you think about, blah, 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 this, that, forget about it. You need to experience the father. Amen. And his voice makes everything perfectly clear, crystal clear. The voice of the Father makes everything crystal clear. The voice of Jesus, Breaks the voice the of the cedars. Holy Spirit. Come Amen. On. Then there's zero confusion, and you don't have to worry about people's opinions because you know that you know because God told you directly. And it doesn't mean you go on a rampage of zeal. Anytime says, well, I know and God told me, but then they go on a rampage of zeal, mm. uh, uh, and they're in, out of rank and order. That's how you know it's a false God. Amen. The Word of God, it comes with the clarity and the obedience. To, in a, to authority, peace-loving, and yep. reasonable and wisdom, it is written. Mm -hmm. And there was the joy, and there was the, the excitement, and all that, but it was just tempered by, you know, the Father's ways. And what he showed me was exactly what I had in my diary that I've been studying with the Holy Ghost highlights when he put oil on a research item, on something in tongues that I translated uh, in Google, on, you know, a vision or a dream or the Word of God, the verses, the river of life within me would bubble up with scripture that would confirm all of these things. As I was mapping it, I started to map it out.
And then again, it's like, oh my gosh, you guys, check it out, Metatron's cube. And I saw Enoch, and he was there, and the father, and the Kabbalah. It's the Kabbalah, Kabbalah, la 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 la. Let's go, oh, come on, we're going to space. And then in some, and then it's all of a sudden like, out of the same thing. Here's here's my little red balloon. Oh, it's the best thing ever. You guys gotta come. We're gonna go to space. We're gonna and Metatron and Enoch, and it's gonna be the best thing, and it's gonna be awesome. This is the next thing. And then here comes the reputable people that know better than me trying to attack all my friends around me mm, like yeah. she's doing witchcraft and i was like genuinely excited to meet those people and then i was like again yeah. wow I really that clearly yeah. and that was like oh man it's the same thing happening again, again. just like then and just like then every time god does a new thing demon possessed glory stream pastors yeah so th i guess i guess the lord wanted me to, to share just my testimony <laughs> today but you know, I want to encourage you. It's it's not really so much about my testimony. It's what God's done in my life, but it's more about what God's going to do in your life. What's he going to do in your life? You're not going to become a Saul. Write that in the comments. I am not going to become a Saul. Become a Paul. Yeah, we're going to become a Paul. Come on. Follow me as I follow Christ. We're becoming Pauls. Because it's going to be the next, like the best thing that God is doing in your life. And it's going to be amazing and it's exciting. And there's grace for your mistakes as long as there's fruits of repentance. And you keep repenting and going further. So when God does a new thing, the next thing, right? He told us to be faithful with the stuff wrought first. Well, guess there's stuff that's coming after that. You know that? When God corrects us, we, go, we tend to go a little bit too far one way. And then we correct and we go too far the other way until it becomes a really rigid righteousness. That's what the Sephirot is for, is to get you really on the straight and narrow. It's like driving a car. Ten and two, right? Oh, they probably teach something else by now. They probably I don't know how they teach Gen Z to <laughs> drive. <laughs> you know, you just tell the car to they drive to itself. They try to give them the Tesla 3s with auto drive. Yeah, I'm just like, I got it drives itself. It's oh. still crashed <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I did was when I got <laughs> when I got into school of Metatron. This miracle happened. I was driving my car in Texas on the road, and I saw a big, beautiful rainbow over the trees because there was like I don't know there was like a. What you want to do is give them an old Volvo, built like a tank that could <laughs> run it into an oak tree going yeah. sixty. That'd be fun. Just be in the anointing and the glory of God, and have your shield up. So speaking of shields, at that time since I'd gone cosmic, when I was driving my car. This van tried to steer into me, tried to hit me. Just, I don't know, they were probably demon-possessed. Just tried to turn, hit me. I mean, this is a calm road. There's oh not yeah, rush yeah, hour. Yeah, cut off on the There's road. nothing the else going on on the road. They're just trying to hit my car. This is not bumper vehicles. This is not bumper cars. You start right to get on fire. They'll try to literally kill you many yeah. times with physical harm. I think that was surprising to me at first. I was like, what is going on? It's like, everyone's trying to kill me now? That was surprising People to me, People with too. fear of death can't follow Christ. Yeah, because the enemy will try to kill you. Yep. So stay staying alive, staying alive. You know, <laughs> but uh, what happened was, after I'd seen that rainbow, and I've been going cosmic, a f literal f invisible force field manifested around my whole car, and I watched a white minivan bounce mm -hmm. off of an invisible shield forcefully that didn't deter me or move me at all. It bounced off of it and went back the other way. Think about how many it times we've seen that the last three years on the roads. Like nearly getting hit. I innumerable times. Yeah. I mean, this isn't something that was like one time. Mm -hmm. This is like 50 times the demons tried to kill us on the roads driving. 
in the last three years because we're really the front lines of what God's mm-hmm. doing. And when you're mm-hmm. doing that, there's always trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. But we always kill them. Right. And that force <laughs> field wasn't always there. Sometimes a lot, oftentimes it would just be an angel saying, hey, watch out, someone's coming. Or he'd be driving. If you want to be a good passenger, uh, if you are like, you know, especially for couples, if you're driving somewhere together, being a co-pilot, if he's driving, sometimes the angel would let me know, hey, there's a demon on the car back to our left on the other side over there. And just take the anointing with my hand of the, with the sword of spirit and just bam. Oh, yeah. And I would watch it like swerve them Throw a little a fireball bit. At like just so they would skirt aside. And say, not today, Not today. Satan. So bam. <laughs> so we'd do that when we were driving if there's a lot of demonic yeah. activity. It's warfare, yeah. you know? And now people say, well, I don't want to have to deal with that. Go off the road and gasoline It's exciting, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Better than Mad Max. Well, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It's never a dull moment. (laughs) Mad Max Thunderdome every day. It's like living in a movie. Well, uh, that was true. Absolutely, 100% of the time, down in the earth in Elijah. Now that we've risen up into Mm -hmm. Enoch, into the rungs, guys, I mean, it's... It is thousands of times better. You just can't even imagine how the higher mm. rungs are just so much better than the previous rungs. Mm. Like, you know, entering Or Einsaf this last week mm. and getting my red rose soul, my sixth soul, in Adam Kadmon with my Yachida, which is most Jews' highest level of Kabbalah, it doesn't even compare to this ninth world what I experienced in the (laughs) eighth world from the earth and ascending Jacob's ladder this high, I could never have have imagined how much of the goodness would be constantly overwhelming me in every direction. And the most phenomenal thing, honestly, is the childlikeness of the energy and power of the Father that you feel like you're in the Garden of Eden physically all the time. Well, and it's shared with the Nefesh soul. So the Nefesh soul is just completely, constantly blown away by the goodness of God. The power and the energy of the ninth world is 100 times stronger than the Yachita of the eighth world, Adam Kadmon. And so what the Lord's really saying through all this is you can't even imagine how good it gets when you leave earth to the moon because most of you are still in the earth and you're, you're working on your first circumcision, which, fo- which is four layers that we've already taught you. And once you get on the moon, it's like, oh my gosh. In everything in your life, you have a bird's eye view. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a thousand times better than anything you can imagine. You're a real mm-hmm. overcomer. You're standing on the moon. Revelation 12 on realities. You begin to understand the Bible much more angelically. And then each rung after that really is mind-blowing. But it does get stronger the higher you go up. Whereas a whole world in Yetzira mm-hmm. is like one rung in Adam Kadmon. Do you understand mm-hmm. that? Like what you'd experience, com- experience completing a whole world mm-hmm. of Asaya or uh, Yetzira, you experience that much in one jump from Yasad to, to Had to, to Netza to Tiferet. And it just keeps getting better and it keeps accelerating. It's an exponential growth as you go up. It's very exciting. I had no idea that it'd be this good, even just a month ago. 
this week, the energy and the power and the experiences of my father in this red rose soul has been the most phenomenal thing I've experienced in my entire life. <laughs> and so, and the fruit has been really good. So for me, as someone who you know, I live, that's what I we're see so this guy every day. You know, and look at we've we've grown <laughs> twenty thousand subscribers in like one month because of all this breakthrough. All of our enemies are dropping like flies oh, yeah. in the royal kingdom. Hey, uh, do you guys do you want to hear? What's going on yeah, right do you now? guys? Okay, tell them. Okay, do you guys want to hear the good report of what's going on? Transfer of royal power, as I told you. Guys, ready you. for the good report? Listen okay. to this. Okay, so I had a friend bring this to our attention. So, as you know, we've been going up through the rungs uh, in uh, uh, the world of Asaya, all the way up through the tenth week. That is from Nefesh all the way through the pink rose soul. Those are seven souls. And I had wondered about, is there an eighth soul? Because <laughs> seven, seven, that makes sense. Seven spirits of God, seven and seven, 14 evergreen trees of the book of Enoch, the seven spirits of God, and then my seven souls. But she also has 12 stars ah, on her head. Yeah. So oh, come on. Now. And But there had been a prophecy someone had given to me, and there's like a very like spiritual moment that mm -hmm. the love of God was coming through my eyes. And this uh, lady, she said, she looked at me and said, mm -hmm eighth spirit and i was just like it, it stuck with me and i wondered what for a couple like and i was cosmic at that point i was in tifra evasiah and it stuck with me for three years what is it so i just treasured it in my heart and waited on the lord for like you know three years and until we got into these higher worlds and mapped out the sephirah and then i had all these confirmations and tongues and miracles signs and wonders confirming that um, you know the eight and then the scriptures and then the whole kabbalah there's these, you know, the yeah, the angels will confirm yeah. all this Im very important, critical stuff. Yeah, like it's being written in stone, like on Mount Sinai by Moses. That's how serious we take this. Um, yeah, and so that's why I also want to correct what I said yesterday. The Lord mm. said, oh, yeah. "Please correct Scribble. that Ruth did not come from Esau. She came from Lot. She was from Moab, not Edom. So mm -hmm. please uh, forgive me for that. It's important mm -hmm. because Lot's called righteous and." Uh, by Apostle Peter, and Esau mm -hmm. is called unrighteous, and you don't want to confuse Esau's blood in Messiah with Lot's blood in Messiah. Mm -hmm. But clearly, Messiah has Lot's mm -hmm. blood according to the New Testament. Amen. Amen. Moving on. Yep. Yeah, occasionally we'll have like a scribal <laughs> error or something, but that it always get corrected. That, yeah, it's common. And yeah. Like a newspaper. Scholarship, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. We always go back and fix the scribal errors. So, okay, this is a good report. So the eighth soul... And I was like, what is this? Because, you know, what uh, you can write this in the comments if you remember this from the master class. What souls are the five loaves and what souls are the two fishes? So the Lord had already expanded on that and taught us that through that parable, through that mystery of the five loaves and the two souls. Those were the seven, the seven souls. And so the two were the flying fish, the two highest ones, the red rose and the pink rose. So what's above that? We've done, you know, seven books of Torah, blah, blah, blah. Stars. Yep. And so you showed me, you know, and I saw, I, I got to see Moon, it. You sun, showed and me stars, Revelation 12, 1. On top of the revelation, the prophecy, the confirmations and miracle signs and wonders, like physical signs and wonders, translated into Google, praying in tongues, translating it into English. <laughs> on top of all of that, when I asked the Lord to verbally to confirm it, gold dust, diamond dust manifesting mm. on my hands, all of the, I mean, and other things too, right? And studying. 
to show ourselves the proof of the next rung. And on top of that, I got to encounter my eighth soul that I had not yet received yet. That's trippy. I got taken into this vision in the night when I was asleep and I got to encounter it. So I got to understand like what it was. And that was trippy. But you know, the mysteries of God, if it's higher than for me to understand, I'm not going to question God when he speaks to me. And I think a foundation you know. they need to hear too is Genesis 1 fourth day. When he created the sun, moon, and stars, the father said, what? It is good. So the sun, moon, and stars, according to God, are good. So when you're crowned with them, it's like the goodness going through your natural realm. Mm. It's very critically important. Amen. So that happened, you know, so at the top of the 10th week, when you get up that, it's basically like the elevator of the Sephiroth. It's not functioning like an elevator right now. You go up rung by rung as you have to get circumcised because you're born in the curse of the fall. And when you get up there, there's that bridge across. And we've shown you that picture before. And you walk across through that gate. I had been warned the year prior that the fallen angels had set a trap for me in the 10th week. Mm. In the warning dream, I'd, w I'd gone up the golden elevator of the Sephiroth. And Brandon was just like a world or two just right behind me. And as I was getting ready to go into the 10th world, he called out a warning. Hey, there's a trap. Watch out. So I got to look up ahead before I actually went up there as I was approaching the 10th world in the dream and I saw all the major principalities of the heads of the enemy, the top of the Sephiroth of the second heavens over the enemy camp, like all their leaders, their generals, the, the top guys in hell were all there waiting to attack me, to kill me. And I was like, oh, so I hurried up and hit the button. It was like eight or nine. So I went to, I stopped at one of those floors and I took more time. How it ended up playing out in the natural world I ended up taking a little bit more time in one of those worlds mm -hmm. than I normally took. And we prayed, and the Lord made a way. He warned us with the dream so that they wouldn't just kill me when I got to the top. Because as strong as you might be, when you get to the top of the 10th world, and you're the only person there, like there, so it had to be, you know, God, God had to do something to keep me alive in that because I'm just, you know, if it's just, if it's me and I'm in me, I would just be a girl. And you know how nasty the enemy is. But the cool thing is, when it comes to God, greater is he who is in us than all of the top principalities and all of hell combined together at once. Hey, First John 4, 4. Yeah, amen. And so it's true. So, but God gave us wisdom and we did prayer and intercession. So when I got up there... I had an angelic guard all around me and a bubble of protection and you walk across right because you're, you're in the spirit anyone who's gone up on the Sephiroth they actually can see each other because it's an invisible location in the spirit and your eyes begin to be open to know where you are in the spirit Amen. you're a multi-dimensional person and creature you're a spirit you're you have soul you have a body and you learn to operate in more of what the original function was little by little as you go up. So as uh, you get to the top, then that's when you walk across and there's a golden gates to the city and of heaven in the third heavens to enter in. When I entered in and then they shut those gates, mm. my armor was like, you see uh, like the battle, like, uh, This was about a month ago. Mm -hmm. On my armor and some of my, like, blood stains, some of it was my blood, some of it was, a lot of it was demon blood which was good, more of their blood than my blood. Uh, that was good, that was encouraging. 
And so you're walking in there with the, and there was people, witnesses in the cloud of heaven and the city of heaven all around, like coming to say hi to me and greet me. And it was just, it just blew my mind. I started learning things from heaven that people in heaven I didn't even know about. You know, though, and things, the word of God and the ways of God and all this stuff. It was so crazy. But as they were shutting the doors and I was walking in, I had an angelic guard with me that protected me the whole way in. So they couldn't touch me. I just walked right by them, right in front of their faces. A real tense moment, you know. And I'll remember that for a long time. And then as they were shutting the doors, I prayed for them to be thrown down so that they wouldn't so be there. So this is the top of the second mm -hmm. heavens, and you're yep. walking into, into the gates of the third heaven. Yeah. And I'd seen the gates. We'd seen it in the vision, in the dream. We had the warnings. We had all that. But I had such an angelic guard around me. They couldn't touch me, and they were not legally allowed to touch me. And I had a bubble of protection around me. And so with my escort, basically the guard, angelic guards, and the when I went The completing of the 10 weeks. Yep, as a completing, a woman completing the 10 weeks. So mm -hmm. who's ever heard of that before, you know? And so I prayed that they would be scattered, they would be removed now since I made John 14, 12, it's a greater work. So that, that would never happen to anybody else to have to walk past that. I feel fire coming on my left hand right Man, now. they got thrown down too, didn't they? Yeah, they're getting scattered. They're princes and the kings which is what we devoured yesterday in, in Revelation 19. But mm -hmm. listen to what's happening right. to them. So that soul that I received at the top of the 10th week is a star. That's the star Nefesh, which is the vitality for the new body.
Ladies and gentlemen, esteemed guests and beloved supporters, today I stand before you with a heart filled with gratitude and a vision illuminated by faith. We are gathered here not just as individuals, but as a collective force with a shared purpose to extend a hand of abundance, to bring forth prosperity, and to manifest the heavenly realities in our world. As we embark on this journey together, I am reminded of the words of Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, which says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the firstfruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. It is through our acts of honoring and abundance that we have the opportunity to make a tangible difference in the lives of those around us. RLM TV's missions are not confined by geographical boundaries. From the bustling streets of Florida to the sprawling landscapes of America, from the vibrant city of Nairobi, Kenya, to the farthest reaches of the globe, our mission knows no limits. We are driven by a commitment to serve, a commitment rooted in the teachings of Matthew 6.33, where it is proclaimed, Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. With your support, we have the power to manifest abundance, to uplift communities, to sow seeds of prosperity that will yield a harvest of blessings for generations to come. Your generosity is not merely a financial transaction. It is an investment in the heavenly realities, an investment in the embetterment of our world. In the book of Malachi 3.10, we are reminded that bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be not enough room to store it. Let us therefore open the floodgates of heaven. You guys are not going to believe. Are you still watching? All right, I we're back because uh, we blew out the sound. At the most important Blown out part. two laptops. Blown out uh, three audio interfaces. I've probably been through 15 cables in the last four months. That's wow. how intense the glory is. But uh, we've blown out two transformers behind mm. the Crack House studio wow. at Joel's Bar in Minneapolis. Bam. So pray for upgrades. Your, your partnership with this ministry allows us to have backups for the backups for the backups that blow out continuously in this level of power. Okay, but they're saying the sound is on. Okay. Now we got the so, sound. So, okay, you know the the devil is a liar and this truth is going to go out because yeah. I don't know how where exactly it cut off, but I was basically saying in January I received my first star soul, which is the eighth soul. And we were about to read to you the damage that's been done to the clippeth that's been in the news. Yeah. That's been online. Uh 
that they're posting. Since I walked, since I got to the tenth, top of the tenth world, I walked across that bridge of the tenth world into the gates of the third heaven with my eighth soul. It's the first soul. It's a star. <laughs> oh, it was vision. It was confirmed in dreams and visions, encounters, miracles, signs, wonders, <laughs> confirmations. Google translating my tongue, speaking in tongues, confirmed, yes, the eighth soul, it's a star, literally. And then I encountered it uh, in the dream before I arrived at the top. And so when I got it and it kindled, like it lit up upon me, it was amazing. Actually, you know, when you finish the circumcisions at the top of the 10th week, the shadows come out of you. It's a massive deliverance. The shadows come out of you because you don't have foreskins and membranes anymore. It's 10 weeks circumcised. After that, it's just the breaking of the, the kind of the shells of the way you think. Man, they did not want this testimony to be this heard. Is, this so is So understand powerful. how important this is. Yeah, because the enemy tried to come in and turn our sound off Unbelievable, here. man. But we're going to say it anyway. Oh, yeah. Since the day, and my friend brought this to my attention as we looked this up, this is a verified account on Twitter that was mm -hmm. posting these things. A lot of this has been in the news. Absolute What's facts. Every single yeah. one of these. Oh, Listen. whoa. Here, cover me too while I say Bam. it. Bam. Bam. Yeah. All right. Ha ha. Woo. I give you the glory, Heavenly Father, for the souls that you've given us, a star soul. When I, in two months ago, in January, I received the eighth soul, the star, first of the star souls. That's what you get when you go into the third heaven. When you get to the top of the 10 weeks and go across that bridge, when I passed across that bridge, we had received a warning. I got a warning dream about a year prior where Brandon was in the dream warning me right before I got to the top, well, look out, there's a trap for you. Then I saw in the Holy Ghost vision that, that there were enemies, all of the top leaders of hell, principalities, all of the top leaders of hell at the very top of the second heavens where they're waiting in a trap for me to try and kill me. And because we were warned about it, we got to pray about it. We didn't worry about it. We prayed about it. We gave it to the Lord. And the Lord is mighty, working in his word with power through the Holy Ghost within us. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And so when I walked past them at the top of the 10th week, I had an angelic guard of protection and a bubble like a shield around me. And I walked right past them. And they all were looking right at me with disdain. All the principalities. I walked right, right through there was that open lane right in the middle into the gates. They opened the gates for me and then closed the gates behind me. And then I prayed that they'd be cast down from that place now since a woman had completed 10 w weeks of circumcision mm. and entered into those gates to let them be cast down and never allowed to bother anyone who after me who wants to rise, that they cannot stand there. They cannot intimidate any believers. They have to go in Jesus' name. Why? And since that happened, since that all happened, of this happened. This happened. So in the past two months, since I received that star soul, and those principalities were forced to be cast down and cast out from that place, which is good news for you guys rising, because the path is getting cleared for you. Since those two months, King Charles has been diagnosed with cancer. Kate Middleton has had abdominal surgery and not been seen since December. Sarah, Duchess of York, was diagnosed with skin cancer. Prince Edward is stepping back from royal duties. Thomas Kingston, who married into the British royal family, died suddenly. Jacob Rothschild died. I was in massive spiritual wrestling for hours. Yep. Those three hours and at the time that he died. And a gold circle appeared on my floor next at the same time he died. Yep. 
Jacob Rothschild died. King of Norway rushed to the hospital with infection. Pope Francis rushed to the hospital. The Pope is known in the kingdom of hell. They call the Pope the only begotten son of Satan. That's what a Pope is called, begotten son of Satan. It's the dark version of the Yuchida and the enemy Klippeth. Okay? Woo! Hallelujah. The Queen of Denmark announced shock abdication. Two black horses were spotted with a captured white horse and black flag outside Buckingham Palace. You can't, and then the user on Twitter said, it can't just be me who thinks this is a little bit weird, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, and then uh, this is a note from our friend who is following all of this. Uh, not us, but they've been following those events on Twitter. Now, Queen Camilla is stepping back from royal duties, according to GB News. The king has cancer. The queen is stepping back. The Prince of Wales canceled an important event with a one-hour notice the other day. Mm. Kate has not been heard of, heard of for weeks. Uh, they said the spare was exiled. I'm not sure what that means. If you know that, you can put that in the comments. Andrew, where do you start? Fergie, cancer. Edward stepped back in February. And Lady Gabriella's husband dead this week in very mysterious circumstances. That Transfer is of royal power. Amen. That's exactly what's happening. And you need to understand... Um, every Freemason lodge in the world, in all first world nations, has the pictures of the royal family of England in it, and it's a well-established fact. Big angel flash mm -hmm. right there. He said, tell them. Mm -hmm. It's an established fact that the royal family of England is the head of Freemasonry, and they are being annihilated, and somebody thank God for that. The Amen. sorcerers are going down, and the righteous are going up, and we shall mm -hmm. have never-ending revival because of it mm -hmm. in Jesus' name. Amen. And so we curse the oligarchy of mm. the Klippeth. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you Tuesday. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, esteemed guests and beloved supporters, Today I stand before you with a heart filled with gratitude and a vision illuminated by faith. We are gathered here not just as individuals, but as a collective force with a shared purpose, to extend a hand of abundance, to bring forth prosperity, and to manifest the heavenly realities in our world. As we embark on this journey together, I am reminded of the words of Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, which says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. It is through our acts of honoring and abundance that we have the opportunity to make a tangible difference in the lives of those around us. RLM TV's missions are not confined by geographical boundaries. From the bustling streets of Florida to the sprawling landscapes of America, from the vibrant city of Nairobi, Kenya, to the farthest reaches of the globe, our mission knows no limits. We are driven by a commitment to serve, a commitment rooted in the teachings of Matthew 6.33, where it is proclaimed, Seek first His kingdom, and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. With your support, we have the power to manifest abundance, to uplift communities, to sow seeds of prosperity that will yield a harvest of blessings for generations to come. Your generosity is not merely a financial transaction. It is an investment in the heavenly realities, an investment in the embitterment of our world. 
In the book of Malachi 3.10, we are reminded that bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be not enough room to store it. Let us therefore open the floodgates of heaven with our giving, with the overflow of our hearts, and with the promise of a more than enough abundance. Today I humbly ask you to join us on this noble journey. Your contributions will enable us to continue this vital work, to reach even further, to serve more, and to manifest the heavenly realities around the world. As you open your hearts and your hands in generosity, may you be blessed abundantly, not just in material wealth, but in the riches of glory, in the joy of giving, and in the knowledge that you have co-created in the building of the kingdom of heaven on earth. As our Jewish sages taught, tithing is the holiness available below. And as our Master Jesus the Christ proclaimed, Give, and it will be given back to you, good measurements that overflow. Together, let us be the agents of change that our world so desperately needs. Together, let us be the vessels of prosperity that bring forth the heavenly realities. Together, let us make miracles happen. Thank you from the depths of my heart for your unwavering support and your boundless generosity. May the fruitful abundance of heaven overflow in your life. God bless you. Amen.